Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome once again to Ring Crew Radio. I am the arbiter of all things professional wrestling, PJ Stackpole, and I'm alongside Louisville, Kentucky's own, the infamous Nikki K. Fabes. And he's coming off the top rope, like always, the high flyer, the king of bong style, Frank Cliff. We are episode 48. That means we're two weeks away from the extravaganza that will be the 50th episode of Ring Crew Radio. And for more information, you can follow the High Flyer at High Flyer RCR on Twitter. You can follow Nikki K. Fabe at Nikki K. Fabe RCR on Twitter. Or you can follow the Arbiter and all of his brilliance and his musing and meanderings on Twitter <laughs> at PJ Stack. <laughs> How many RCR. followers do you have? 58. 200. I have, okay. I have never seen somebody suck his own dick that way. <coughs> oh, meanderings Two, and musings. 200. And musings and meanderings. And I'm promoting it. 200? Yeah, because you're a trainer. 200? I'm at like 750, and I don't even try no more, Papa. You need to go on there and talk some shit. I have been. See, You've unlike- been popping off? I have been. Someone said today, who should take the belt off Roman? I said nobody. So that's a start. Oh, that Brilliant. What did they say? <laughs> oh, Kenny must- Omega. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Now, there's going to be some moron who says, give Humberto Carrillo a chance. <laughs> the fuck off. Yo, Twitter's a toxic place, gentlemen. I, I'm glad you two didn't get into it like I got into it, because all I see is that there is no hope in humanity. These people are clueless. I've been in it. I've been in it. Oh, my. <laughs> These... Twitter is a swamp. I wouldn't even call it a swamp. That'd be a compliment. It's a fucking toilet bowl. There's nothing but shit in there. It's Maybe very, a little bit pissed. It's very dangerous. Twitter might as well be made out of toilet paper because there's nothing in it but shit. <laughs> Is that a Dusty? Yeah, it's, that's It a, could be um, a Cody now. He does Jer- the accent. That's a Jerry Lawler. Really? When he went to the ECW arena. This building <laughs> might as well be made out of toilet paper because there's nothing in it but shit. <laughs> Tremendous. They went fucking ape shit. But as bad as Twitter is, we're going we're gonna to start this episode off hot before we even get to our five count. I saw a question on Twitter that really, really got me thinking. And the question was, I'm going to start with Nikki Kayfabe. Who had a bigger impact on professional wrestling as a whole? Eric Bischoff or Paul Heyman? Eric Bischoff, of course, the former president of WCW. And Paul Heyman, the former president of ECW. Well, not just that. And then they both went on to do various things in the business from there. Bischoff was in TNA, too. And they both yes. had executive positions in WWE. They were yeah. both on-screen guys, both great promo guys in their own right. Who do you think overall, Nikki Kayfabe, had a bigger impact on the world of professional wrestling? Eazy-E or Paul E? Mm-hmm. They both had E as their middle initial. Go figure. I know what your answer is. Don't, don't tell me what my answer is. I know what, what your answer is, is going to be. I, I mean, you have to... Both of them had a company, right? right? They both ran a company. Well, both Heyman, went out of business. They both went out of business. Uh, they both went to WWE and worked. Right. Good Heyman's promos. still there. Heyman's a better promo. Okay. See, the, the thing is, did Heyman find Brock, or did he? He Jer- took Jerry Brock. Briscoe found Brock. He took Brock, and he just took Brock. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, he took him. He was he was put with him. Oh, you just put with him. He didn't like. I'm sure he. I'm sure he saw him in the locker uh, room and said, "Allow me this volley." (laughs) Allow me this volley, Vince. A white, jacked-up Minnesotan and a little Jewish rabbi together, we can do great things. 
basically. What do you say, kayfabe? Also, are you counting positive and negative? Like, which I'm just wait, who had the bigger impact? Okay. If I can't get an answer out of KFA, I, I, I would say we I will would, move on. You're asking somebody I would who have barely to, watched either. No, I I barely watched WCW. I mean ECW. Yeah, I watched more WCW, but I don't remember much of it. I mean, what? By the time you were watching it, Kayfabe, they had Beetlejuice getting hit in the head with a fucking <laughs> guitar by Jeff Jarrett. I I think I would have to say Bischoff. Wow. And why? I feel like he ran a bigger company. First off, <laughs> okay. And I I mean personally, I, it's not. It's no, not it's fine. Than, get your opinion out. Get your opinion, sweetheart. I'm gonna educate you in two minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I'll, I'm gonna make you uncomfortable. I think Bischoff as well. Oh, you're both fucking wrong. How's that one sound? So Bischoff created the live wrestling program. Raw today is still, still a copy of Nitro. Still, right now in its current form, is a copy of Nitro. He was the first wrestling promotion to have two shows. He was the first wrestling promotion to do 10 pay-per-views a year. Then he bumped it up to 12. The monthly pay-per-view is a Bischoff. Calling wrestlers by their first and last names, their shoot names, that was a Bischoff. And his company thrived and lasted much longer than Heyman's did. Heyman's a great promo. Heyman's a great manager. I don't know. If you take Paul Heyman out, I think the business today is still the way it is. If you take Eric Bischoff out, the business is very different. So when you asked this question, I kind of measured it in success more than measured it in, in I guess, influence on the business. So maybe my, my answer doesn't change, but I definitely could see your side of it. So I look at both examples, and I have to first think of where they came from. ECW... If any other person like financially was running the company, it would have probably stayed around till this day in some form or facet. Would it have ever competed with Vince? No, but a smart person would have eventually went to Vince and said to be a private owner or something to that effect before they got swallowed by the big whale. The issue was Paul Heyman was not a businessman. He'll be the first person to admit that. And sadly, because of that, ECW imploded. On the other hand, Bischoff had an unlimited budget. That's not true. Almost unlimited budget to sign whoever he wanted. He had a lot of resources, but he didn't have an unlimited budget. Fine. He had a, a much higher, much different budget than WCW, uh, ECW. Sure. And a budget. He's also drawing more money. And arguably at that time, a bigger budget than the WWF. Because that was before WWF went public. But let's see what they did. Paul Heyman made chicken salad out of chicken shit with whatever was there. And I think the difference is Bischoff had all the resources in the world. He had all the money and all the talent. I mean, you guys, you had Hulk Hogan, who still at that point was drawing fucking money, putting asses in seats. You had Bill Goldberg, which is the closest thing they had to Austin. Not the same thing, but I guess a comparable star level to an extent. I don't know. I think Paul Heyman creatively has a better mind for the business, a better grasp on what can get over. Well, that's apples to oranges. But in terms of innovation and changing the way wrestling is done the business of the business as he calls it i'm just i think without bischoff we're in a very different place what about him in the last five years he's turned in great as an on character as an on-screen performer it's probably better than bischoff i don't think by much by the way i don't think by much because bischoff was that swarmy heel authority figure character game show host my god he was so good at it Heyman's probably more versatile. 
I get that side of it, but what I'm thinking now, when I think of Heyman now, he's made Brock into, he's helped make Brock into one of the biggest stars ever because Brock can go crush people every week. If you don't have someone out there to tell the story, guess what? It don't mean shit. Paul Heyman makes you believe any feud Brock Lesnar's in, and he actually, at points, puts other guys over to make them seem like they have a shot. He's great at that. Um, look at what through. he's doing with Roman Reigns right now. Tremendous. He took he took someone who, for all intents got, and purposes, to us, dead in the water. I don't know how much he has to do with Reigns. There was a time I would say I, I hope they don't break him up. I, I feel like he adds something. Reigns can go without him. Uh, yes, point. he can, but he would never have gotten there without fucking Heyman. Yeah, Heyman, he Heyman right. definitely he might have been definitely like, helped him because we talked about it too when he was with him. It was a big deal. We thought it was a big deal. We thought it was going to be. Eventually, lead to him and Brock. Yeah, which I mean, it's still in the pipeline. I'm sure, but oh yeah, there's an all-star list of people Reigns is just gonna bury in the next two years. But th- look at his influence now. And my thing with Bischoff is, sadly, his influence beyond WCW was a lot three, of three three letters, N W O. Absolutely. But then, what did he do to the NWO over time? He fucking killed it. Uh, yeah, he killed the hottest thing in wrestling. Stone Cold Steve Austin didn't get killed. Oh, Vince killed it. Don't worry. Killed the WrestleMania 17. Oh, ah. the NWO when they came in? That was 18. Oh, no, Austin, no, Austin you're talking Austin about. Austin was oh, okay. killed at WrestleMania 17. NWO was killed. Austin right was able to be the, revived. I think right when Kevin Nash tore his quad that day in the ring. That oh. was the end. And Sean came in and just started super kicking people. Oh, Jesus. Don't remind me. Also, I think of uh, the, the punishment I have for Bischoff is I think of TNA. And magically, once he got into TNA, which at the time, being a fan who hated Jeff Jarrett... I said, thank God, maybe someone's going to get some fucking sense in here, and maybe Jeff Jarrett will stop fucking winning. Eric Bischoff came, Hulk Hogan followed, TNA was never well, that was, I don't know same. if that was all Bischoff. It was a lot more Bischoff's Hogan, I feel. Bischoff's role in TNA was only to deal with Hogan. He was Hogan's, like, creative guy. Really? That was it. And well, and said, look what happened. Hogan got I mean, a stupid well, It was Hogan. Hogan, it was Hogan made Hogan. a lot of money, dropped a leg, and left. <sighs> I don't know. Do you remember how Hogan left TNA? I do not. I remember With Dixie Carter hugging his ankle as he walked up the ramp. Oh my god! I think god. he made out just fine. Did he really do he, that? Yes, one hundred percent. I saw a funny Hogan clip from a couple weeks ago when Sting became a clown, and he uh, became he the Joker. Became a clown, and he was yelling at the and he was yelling at Hogan, and he paints his face. <laughs> he screams. Yes, at him. yes, yeah, at Hogan. Yeah, 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 brother, yeah, yeah. what are you, doing, brother? <laughs> oh, yeah, god. yeah. That was they a lot tried of, uh, to do the heel oof. thing in TNA. That was a lot of uh, inmates in the asylum now. Right in the asylum. Everybody ran it. Nobody was in jail. Bischoff's biggest contribution to TNA, he will tell you, and everyone will tell you, is aces and eights. Do you remember this? It was a good stable. It got a little crazy. It was was a good story. Right. There was a a lot of good in it, but somewhere along the line, they lost control of it. Oh, so once again, Bischoff had a good thing. And added too many people. Oh, yeah. way too and many it people. seismically imploded. <laughs> way too many people. Go fucking figure. But the, yeah, I'm yeah. shocked there was no sixes K- and nines. Okay, babes. <laughs> fucking Frank is sitting there acting like the original Dudley Boys, as booked by Paul Heyman, wasn't 17 fucking guys deep. And none of them were over. Yeah, but half Big of them... Big Dick Dudley. Dances with first Dudley. Off, first Little off. Spike Dudley. Devon Dudley. You, are you trying Big to say Daddy Spike Dudley. Dudley wasn't over Bubba in Dudley. ECW? 
Spike Dudley was okay. So I named five. Over. I named twenty guys, and you <laughs> and you mentioned one guy. And said, "Well, he was a little over." But who, fuck you. At, and and at some point, he cut the dead weight and he went back to being four or five guys. Joel Gertner, who was oh, necessary, who was there. Yeah, oh, he, he is so yeah, he necessary. Was necessary because when you have twenty guys in the ring, no one can talk. You have to bring a manager. Do you remember how that guy used to introduce himself? Well, B- Bubba was a, a great Bubba. promo, He's too. Well, not only that, but he would do, he would like, do the, the long build-up, like a long and with a lot of innuendo and yeah. stopping just yeah. short. Much like a Rubik's Cube, I only get harder the longer you play with it. Right. <laughs> that was every fucking thing he said. Yeah. It was hilarious. But, yeah, Bubba was good on his own, except he's trying to get into fights with every fucking person in the stands. He you did. sucked dick with that fucking mouth last night. It's somebody's mother. Uh, yeah, amazing. He's an animal. But all right, let's bring this home, gentlemen, by a show of hands. I will commentate to the listening hands. audience. Hands, there's three people here. Who thinks we already Eric, said it. Who thinks Eric Bischoff had a bigger impact? I would agree with you. Two down jackass. I would say that. <laughs> and Frank, you're going with Heyman. I'm going. I'm a Paul Heyman guy. As am I. I do not mean to disparage the good work that Paul Heyman's been Allow doing. Tell me this volley. If I you think... gave Paul Heyman that kind of money in 1998. He would have blew Vince, it. Vince. This Sunday is Father's Day. Roman Reigns is a proud father of many beautiful children, as is, by the way, Rey Mysterio. That is why you should allow them to do their scheduled Hell in the Cell match on Friday night and not Sunday night, so they can be with their families, sir. And now, and, that, and that is what happened on Friday night. But and then Dominic, a murder was committed. But Dominic has to report to work. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my office. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Do you think he took off of work for Father's Day? Is that yes, what they did? I he think definitely so. did. But yeah. speaking of Father's Day, before we get into that wonderful pay per view or atrocity, depending I wanted on to start on it. SmackDown and talk about Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio. I thought they had a fucking top notch match. It was. I thought it was very good. When Roman said, Ray looked, Ray always makes you Ray think. looks good. Yeah. Somehow he'll make you believe. He makes you believe that, that despite being a sixty year old midget, that he's gonna be oh fucking <laughs> Roman Reigns. He did it against Brock too. I I told you, I told you. One time I sat down and we made a list, me, the Man of Steel, Mike Verna, some other selected people, and your top 20 wrestlers of all time. And he got 20, in at 20, right? I put Ray in at 20. I, I think so highly. You want to talk about so influential. Good. That's a guy who's very influential. And look, I'm one of You're those. You're the motherfucker who said he should retire. I was just about to say, I many times have gone on this program and talked about how he looks like a fucking potato with legs. And how I can't watch him in his little fucking gimpy legs move around anymore because he can't move as fast. But goddamn, he sells a beating like nobody else. He got his fucking ass kicked on Friday night. Gave out a little bit of punishment, but we all knew when that tide turned, there was no looking back and the tribal chief was going to slaughter himself some Mysterio. Yeah, I, I liked that match a lot. That match the weapons, were, the, the weapons they used was fine. The power bomb in the, at the cage. I'm a little bit sick of the fire hyd- the fire extinguisher under the ring. I'm he, a little you tired. hate everything. Frank, I knew. No, no, no. With all due respect, I knew what he was going for. Okay. I knew when he reached on, they said fire, fire extinguisher. Or kendo stick. Kendo stick's the no, new favorite. No, yeah. I knew it. I knew Big exactly the point they were What are kendo sticks now? Is it just me or is like that is a go-to because you can't crack, you can crack people in the head with that still, I they guess. They make a good sound. They leave a good mark. Yeah. Look at Drew. And, and they don't and hurt much. they don't hurt that yeah. bad. 
Don't it hurt hurts. that bad, motherfucker. I got one right there. I was it hurts. About to say, you it hurts. It. We've whacked each other with this numerous it times. It stings like a oh, bitch. It stings, what do you mean? but you could you could embrace. Well, yeah, nice, if you're a big meaty man with yeah. fucking whose bodies have been conditioned to fucking punishment ten months out of the year. I think if a car hit Lashley, the car would implode. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about. I mean, was that match exactly what I expected to be? Yeah, yes. but they, again. Yes, but my expectations were high. Exactly. My expectations were high because it's Rey Mysterio and it's Roman Reigns. And I thought it was going to be a good match. And it was a fucking good match. And then at the end, Jimmy came out and acknowledged him as he should. And he told Ray, happy father today. That was, come on. he's This is gold. This is gold being in front of us. And if there was crowds, why couldn't that this be on would the be pay-per-view? fucking hot right now. And I'll tell you It'd why. It'd be hot. It'd be a hot angle. I'll tell you why. Roman Reigns is a smart man. And Paul Heyman's also a smart man. I don't know how much of this, as you said before, is actually him, but why would he work on for, on Sunday night when they're doing two other, three other Hell in a Cell matches? You're not going to stand out. And You're more gonna... people are watching SmackDown uh, than are going to stream Exactly. Let's get the eyeballs where they need to be. They need to be on the Tribal Chief. This is the last Thunderdome pay-per-view. I personally, I told Nikki Kayfabe, once they took this match off the card, I, I it's going to be hard to watch it for me. I don't disagree. And I ended up still suffering through it, but this was smart. This was smart because if it's, this match ended that long ass pay per view, people would have been pissed about it. Because I don't think the match that ended the pay per view got the kind of recognition it should have. I disagree. Because I thought, it was the third match in a fucking pay per view. Well, or second. So it was the second wanna, sell. So second wanna, sell. You guys yeah. want to jump into Hell in the Cell? Well, I have a question about Hell in the Cell. I, I what's up? I feel like it's. I mean, I, I'm sure you guys agree with me. I feel like it's been watered down. There's the Twitter warrior. Yeah, let's get rid of the cell now. Yeah. I don't say, and I, I didn't say that. I, I said get rid of the pay-per-view. This is how it is now. This is the marketing gods. They should get working. rid of the pay-per-view. They look. They, I, they shouldn't have any themed pay-per-views because it dilutes whatever the stipulation is. And it's, but, it's oh, the so the Royal DLC? Rumble means nothing. Fuck off. Don't do that. King of the Ring means nothing. Yes, do nothing. King of Rings not Survivor a series no, means nothing. They haven't no. done a good Survivor series in years, I'm talking, probably. I'm not the, oh, match, the matches are, the matches are fine. The stipulations mean nothing anymore. They still have a Survivor series match every. Yeah, time. but it doesn't mean anything like no. it used to. Yeah, Royal Rumble's so. a title. King of the Ring is a title. I'm not talking about diluting titles. I'm talking about diluting match stipulations. To where you've seen fucking everything. Well, you can't do five in one weekend. When Let's definitely go say, through that. When they used to say Hell in a Cell. Is, that was it. This was going to end the feud. This right. was going to be it. This was going to be the end. It was going to be a big event. It was going to be bloody. It was going to be a blow-off. Now, it's just, all right, it's October. So Mark Henry and Randy Orton, you got a rematch coming up. Let's put it in the cell. That's disrespectful. It's disrespectful to the storytelling of wrestling that there's no storyline to why it's being in the cell. If someone kept it getting counted right. out or running away, it makes a lot more you sense. You need a feud that needs a cell, not... A cell that needs its own pay-per-view. Right. Roman's thing, you could have easily made it about the cell by having the the Usos keep interfering and shit that he was doing, and then eventually you have to lock out the damn Usos. Yeah, but the the rain thing was too quick to put in the cell. Lashley and McIntyre was fine because it was a blow-off, and Uh, that that probably was the only one that would have deserved to be in it. On the card. That's about it. Maybe Owens and Zayn because they've wrestled so much. I don't know. Reigns kind of made... Reigns is starting to make this pay-per-view mean something to his character. So I don't mind it 
it makes sense for him. Also, it made sense because you have a big badass heel. You have a little Rey Mysterio. He could say some shit. I'm, I'm fine with them doing. I, I just, don't want you I running just think on me. The pay per view as a whole has to go. And I feel like the matches don't look at we the Foley, which we we want to get into later. But the Foley Foley got famous because of Hell in a Cell and the match that happened because of it at King of the Ring. Exactly yep. because it happened. You know. There was a time where I thought Bad Blood was going to be the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view because they did it, I think, three years in a row in the mid-2000s. They did it, obviously. The first Hell in a Cell was at Bad Blood, 1997. Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, don't know if you heard about it. Fucking arguably the best Hell in a Cell match of all time still. It's kind of a big deal. Right. I mean, the Foley match wasn't a... was Is that a match or is that a fucking glorified stunt yeah. yeah, I've heard that argument. I'm not. I have nothing against that match. It was a spectacle. It was a spectacle. But as far as a match, it, it's HBK and Taker. You, you can't even measure it as a match because it was a spectacle. Yeah, you saw a man fly. How good of a match was Hogan Rock? Like it was probably. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, even it was a long a match. Technically, it, it was. So they got on top quick, and then they just went from there. Yeah. Terry Funk got choke slammed out of his yeah. shoes. It was insanity. Yeah. But no, look, Bad Blood. I thought was going to be the pay per view, and it wasn't. I don't know. I, I don't hate the idea. Just why do we have to call it Hell in a Cell? You couldn't just make Judgment Day the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view and do it that way. So then if it doesn't happen, you're not held to it. Get, right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's what Bad Blood was like. And every yeah. year they just happen to have a feud hot enough to throw it in there. Whether it, it be wasn't Nash, always hot enough. You well, would Nash argue, and Triple H yeah. made sense. HBK and Triple H yeah. made sense. Batista and Triple H made yeah. sense. That's what it was. Those were the three in a row. And Armageddon, I feel like, was a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. You just oh, think of that the, because the six-way. Six way yeah. yeah. They did Orton and Taker in it, too. Wasn't that at a SummerSlam? was another one. No. Oh, was that Edge? It was on, Yeah. He caught Edge at a Hell in a Cell in SummerSlam. Hell in a Cell used to be all over yeah, the fucking place. Yeah, I know. Place. There was an elimination chamber at a, at a fucking SummerSlam. And why does Summer it have Slam? to be colored red and blue? Like, that stop. needs to stop. I hate the red. The fucking I hate red. The red. Why do they do this? Do they not and realize? They, if they were on SmackDown, why not make it blue if you're going to... They, they made yeah, a red. Made it even make it, it honestly. It makes even less sense. They, do if those, they, they take the wrong turn every time. It's so. It's frustrating. Bad. Why does it have to be red? And by the way, the red shows the fucking cutouts. These guys need to climb up the damn thing. They, they shouldn't make it any color. They should make it fucking steel, steel. like yeah. it used to be. Yeah, I know. It's a shame. But let's get into this card, K Fabes. I know I watched it's about it. About fucking time. Let's get to the I goddamn watched it. show. I watched it. You watched it, Brandon? I watched it, Brandon. What about PJ? PJ, you watched it? Yeah. It was a lot here, gentlemen. Let's Well, the main it. show started with uh Bianca Belair and Bailey, which was a Hell in a Cell match. Perfect example of a match that did not need to be a Hell in a Cell match. For the SmackDown Women's but Championship. Hell in a Cell was rolling around, so you throw it in the cell. And I told him when I called Frank after we talked a little. I was thoroughly impressed with Bailey. I thought she held this whole match together. I no doubt, and all they little play with the chair, the chair with the hair it in the and, right spot. Yeah, yeah no I doubt. think she was excellent. It really opened my eyes to her a lot more than yeah. I've been I, on. A, I've been on the train I'm, for a I'm while. Glad you're saying that. Yeah, because I wasn't surprised, but because I thought Bailey would do exactly what you're talking about. Because I think she's great. I don't get her character though. The character is a question mark, and that's what I was to saying me about it. I well, you guys said a couple weeks ago you described to me as like an evil Karen, which was a funny way of describing it. But now it's gone beyond that. Now she's like somewhat psycho, uh, psychotic. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like, it's almost like, in a documentary we're going to talk about later, the Foley doc. He got to a point in his career where they kept switching him back from mankind, cactus Jack, dude love. Then he was mankind in a fucking suit. His shit was all over the place. 
and you had a bunch of good things and you tried to combine them all into one, I think that's where we're at with Bailey now, and I'm really confused by the character. Also, Bianca Belair. Ah, did they pull the trigger too early, gentlemen? Well, you said a lot. So, number one, no. McFoley was over. Well, so, yeah. I don't even want to compare him to anything going on. I right was now. just calling the burnout of the changing of the characters and the fucking constant new shit. And do you think Bailey's character is bordering on the supernatural? I feel like it's getting very close to Alexa Bliss. They're almost... I don't think so. I Why? Because they both play with the screens? She's clearly a supernatural character. <laughs> That of has some control. weird sort, yes. I guess so. It's bizarre. And it was a Karen that got out of control, but I feel like it's a watered-down Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss just takes it a little further with, like, the gothicness. But They're I, doing a lot of the same shit. You are right. You know, minus gone, the mind control. I think they went too far with Bailey. I think they went too far with Alexa Bliss, but we'll get to that. <laughs> they certainly did. Now, did they push Bianca Belair too early? No, I don't, I don't think we can say that yet. I don't think they pushed it too early, but the fact that she wrestled, you know, she's getting high praise for these matches against Sasha and Bailey, who are considered probably two and three and as best workers in the women's division. I would say Charlotte you, won. You then. think people are giving Bianca Belair too much credit for those matches? Charlotte's I, not a one anymore after missing three kicks on Rhea Ripley. She's know, bumped down I, to two. I think everyone knows that she's not. she's not being carried. To the extent where she can't hold her own. Well, I don't think she's. Being I'm not going to say carried, but it helps when you're going against arguably two of the greatest women's wrestlers ever. You know, and I I don't want to give what? them that kind of compliment, but that's it. Really, is true when you think about like what a women's wrestler was to now. What is she not doing? I mean, first Hogan, off, the ca- Hogan right. didn't do much. He was over as fuck. I'm not saying she's popular as that maybe if there was a crowd i could get behind this more but the fake crowd chanting est every week yeah i mean we'll find out soon the forced promo every week about how she's overcome all this fucking uh like just fucking wrestle that this is arguably supposed to be the best women's wrestler and what made bailey so good is every week on smackdown her and sasha banks were tagging they were facing people they were wrestling i feel like every time i see bianca belair she's in a fucking dress pants and heels telling me about how hard a journey was i'm sick of fucking hearing about it that's all is she a redundant character yes sure but i think she's got a fan base they're going to exploit the fuck out of it. You know she's best for business. Oh, of course. I'm not you know debating that. know she's best that. for business. So what are we talking about here? I mean, you can't have a white woman pulling off a black woman's hair every three seconds, though. That's where we're getting a little bit, you know. <laughs> Bailey carried this thing. Tremendous. Bailey's had Next two match. good Hell in a Cell matches. Bianca won. Bailey's she retained. Yeah. Bailey's great. Going Bailey's forward, great. we had Seth Rollins against Cesaro. Okay. Which ended in a roll-up, which... Uh, uh, Francis, go ahead. I, I got, go so, ahead. Here's, go ahead. There was a lot of, let's just say, some bullshit finishes this pay-per-view, right? Is that a fair statement? Yeah, A lot fair, of undefined yes. finishes. Correct. This is the only time the fucking finish made some goddamn sense. Because the whole match, you had Cesaro, I'd say three quarters of the match, you'd have him beating the shit out of Rollins. Fair statement again, kayfabes. Tossing him around the ring, schoolboying him, truly showing how great Cesaro can be. And then Cesaro gets a little too confident. He starts stepping on his arms, which I loved, by the way. I've never seen that shit before where a guy had a submission locked in. And instead of taking the arm to further submission, he just starts stepping on him. A lot of creative shit going on. 
And then Rollins is Cesaro starting to get really egotistical. Rolls him up. Now, the one shitty part about it, Rollins shouldn't have been able to score the roll-up so easily. That kind of annoyed me because he's getting the shit kicked out of him. At least let him get a sneaky low blow in and then do the roll-up. But overall, this match makes sense for the feud. We're obviously getting a trilogy at SummerSlam where there's fans, where it matters, or maybe at Money in the Bank. I'm fine with it. I really didn't have a problem with it. And I thought this was probably the best match on the fucking card once again. Did the match make sense? Of course. Did they tell a coherent story? Of course. Is there a mosquito in here? I just see something flying across this damn TV. I'm sorry, gentlemen. I just, yes. It was pissing me they, off. They told a great story, a coherent story. I killed it. You, I just it. broke the TV. No, I killed it. It's a mosquito, yeah. Oh, good. That motherfucker just bit me. That was impressive. That was a good swat there, K-Fabes. You, you missed the Miyagi this. Why are you holding it in your hand like a trophy, you sick animal? And he ate it. Don't okay. flick it on the floor. Put it on the fucking... <laughs> what are you doing? Go get a paper towel. He, all right, all he's right. He's rubbing what's left of the fly on his chest. He's rubbing it in his face. He just flicked it at me. This is a blood, <laughs> blood-borne disease. Oh, it's... He's a warlord. Okay. Nice. When we all have West Nile in about five days, we know <laughs> and, where it came from. And we're from. all sitting here in, in wife beaters. Oh, yeah. By the way, we didn't tell the audience about that. So, K Fabes decided to start a movement today. <laughs> he showed up to my house in a wife beater and basketball shorts, looking like he just played 21 at the park. <laughs> so, I then... We played 12. T- took off my dress shirt, much like Triple H used to, you know, the slow... <sighs> if someone showed my wife your beater, wife, right, you take it off. What'd you say about my wife? She puts my balls in her purse. It's the same line. (laughs) Go on. And then PJ took out, oh my God. And PJ, when he took this off, I was very astonished. PJ's got very fair complexion. The cartoon's (laughs) not far off at all. This man looks like the outside and the inside of a lobster at the same time. I don't understand it. PJ, what what did the sun do to you? It's a long story, Francis, but I was I was out in the sun. I cooked. I baked. It's bad. Me and the sun, we do not agree. I'm literally, when I was wearing my blue shirt, I was literally red, white, and blue. You I'm got like salmonella on the top and yeah, overcooked on the bottom. <laughs> I mean, no very sense. very bad. What the fuck were we talking about? I can tell you exactly what we were talking about. Alexa Bliss. Oh, no. We were up to Cesaro and Rollins. Right. They told uh, they, The match told a great story. Yes, sir. Nobody can deny that. This, we feared it would happen. It's recorded for posterity on this program. We said, let's hope they just do it one time, Seth versus Cesaro, because if you have to go again, there's you're going to have to hurt one guy or both. And now I feel like both guys have been damaged in this feud, and neither guy looks better. Really? I feel like they both look worse. Absolutely. Interesting. Seth Rollins came off a huge loss. At Mania? Did he lose? No, he wasn't at Mania. But yes, he did. It was he at lost Mania. He lost he to lost Cesaro. Cesaro. Okay, right. So he lost to Cesaro. Now, he beat a Cesaro who lost, who was hot, and he also lost. So now, Cesaro's coming off a loss. Seth Rollins coming off a loss. Seth Rollins going over. What does this do for anybody? I think the way they booked it kind of gives them a pass with that because Cesaro looked really fucking strong during the match. No, he did. He lost. But how did he not look strong if he was dominating him the he entire match? He had a match? good match. We expect him they, to have a good match. No one to, is shocked he had a good match. We're shocked that he can't rack up some fucking wins. They wanted to extend this to SummerSlam so they have to blow off that. Or yeah. Money in the Bank. One of the two. Oh, yeah. That's not, no, I think, yeah. They'll, I think they'll both be in Money in the Bank. 
Okay. Oh, and then the feud continues. To, so I'm fine with that, though. This is, again, I'd rather have a feud where I'm going to get 50 50 booking. I, all right, but in the end, someone's going to go over. And on top of that, at least you're getting a feud with good matches. You're not getting fucking. I don't disagree there. I mean, how often do we get a mid card feud with both the matches you know every time are going to steal the fucking show? How about this? Two out of three falls match blow off. That's what we need. And we need it at SummerSlam. It needs to be in front and of Cesaro some fans. Cesaro wins two, and that's it. Too straight. straight. Yeah. Absolutely. There. Book it, motherfucker. Vince, All right. Book it. So, what do we got? Because I think after this, it started looking very grim. Kayfabes, there's mosquitoes everywhere. That's, that's, that's fly it's number two. Nikki Kayfabe is killed. Uh, next, we had Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. Oh, Bain. this was the end of me. Okay. I was told to watch it. <laughs> okay. Can so, you describe it? I remember nothing of it. I, lucky you. You must have started um, drinking when this was on. Alexa and Shayna. I mean, the match started off. It wasn't the worst thing in the world. And then it got to the point where uh, Alexa looked at Nia Jax. And all right, you miss compel- it. No, 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 no. Shut up. Shut up. You, you're terrible at telling a story. You miss all the details. So Alexa Bliss now, when she wrestles, is like a Chucky doll, in case you didn't see this. Yeah, Everything's no. very overanimated. It actually works yeah. for the character she's trying. I like Alexa Bliss. I like I, what I, she's doing, truthfully. She honestly, she did like this DDT with an extra leg kick. It looks so funny because she's animated. During the match, a professional MMA fighter that at one point in her career fought Amanda Nunez, a legit badass, was getting the shit kicked out of her by a 5'2 blonde dressed as a child. And I mean kicked out of her. They made Alexa Bliss look entirely too strong. She started no-selling shit. It was just like watching The Fucking Fiend. It was the same fucking garbage. And then guess what happened? At one point in the fucking match, after Reginald did a backflip and went and go fucked himself on the side, Nia Jax sat there. She looked at Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss looked at her. Alexa Bliss lifted her hand. And then guess what happened? Nia lifted her hand. And she proceeded to tell Nia or instruct Nia with her fucking brain yeah, to slap us. Reginald. Yeah. At that point, I said, dear God. And, and the scream, too. Possession. They both screamed. And they both screamed at each other like, fucking, uh, fuck you. That's just bullshit. I put that shit with the zombies. Why the fuck do you need to do this? And better yet, if you're going to do this fucking nonsense, don't lose Shayna Baszler in this nonsense. Yes. This is a waste of fucking Shayna Baszler. She's gotten fucked since she got to this main roster. They made a job to Becky Lynch at Mania for no fucking reason, just for her to run off for a year plus. What the fuck? Folks, everything Frank just said is absolutely correct. It's a shame Shayna Baszler had to get mixed up in this bullshit. It's a shame it happened. It's no better than the zombies. Maybe it's worse. It's worse because they think this is acceptable. The zombies are supposed to be a joke. I don't think it's worse. It's not worse. Alexa Bliss is clearly talented. She's having fun with it. Oh, I'm glad she's having fun. She ain't fucking entertaining me. I don't like to look like I had a fucking child possessed by a demon fucking doing backflips. What about when when Taker was appearing in the mirror? Oh, shut the fuck up. Don't you compare her to Undertaker. He's not wrong. Undertaker did some silly shit. That's but, when we thought wrestling was real. The Undertaker wasn't putting on his Twitter that she's fucking banging uh, Ryan McCart- Jesse McCarty. Ryan, Ryan Cabrera. Ryan Cabrera, some asshole with one song. Are you fucking kidding me? Don't you compare that shit. I thought The Undertaker was a fucking demon. This jerk off I know had kids with the ring announcer. Stop fucking comparing it. You don't want kayfabe to exist? Fine. Don't give me this bullshit character. Get your fucking shit together and fire all of them. Don't give a fuck. And put the belt 
on sh- fucking Let Shayna Baszler kick I'll all these you, fucking bitches I'll tell, you how to, how, I'll tell you how to end this feud. <laughs> Don't you fucking give me some bullshit. Don't you fucking give me right. some bullshit. You have Bray come back, right? Oh, of course. Of course you want your fucking boy I'm, to come back. Why do you want to see a clown? For that reason, I'm out. <laughs> you yeah. have Bray come back. You have Bray come back, and you have him go after her, and they have a Firefly Funhouse match, and she turns back to normal. And he goes on. Enough! Own enough! Why it. do you want to see another Firefly Funhouse? You have to get rid of this character eventually, no, right? No, you need to just say it died. You need to. You know what you need to do? You need to do what Vince McMahon did the night Chris Benoit died. The night before he killed himself on air. And then the next day he said, well, that was just a gimmick. They need to do the same thing with this fucking feud and just say, from here on out, Bray Wyatt's name will never be mentioned. <laughs> no, enough! Enough of this shit! <laughs> fucking bleach! Wash it away! I've had enough! Next fucking match. I hope you type in the fiend on the network, nothing comes nothing up. Nothing comes up. That's what we need. Erase this man. Erase him from history. Next up. I like his matches. What matches? He doesn't have fucking matches. Come Why on. you gotta keep me going? You're he doesn't so have fucking matches. Yeah. He has cinematic adventures that look like fucking that was shot by Darby Allen. Fuck you. Enough of your fucking bullshit. <laughs> Go to the fucking card. I'd rather watch a Pujambi prison than watch another Phoenix. I'd rather watch That's Batista versus the Big Show in the ECW Hammerstein Ballroom. That was not a bad match. That was a match sabotaged <laughs> by bitter, angry fucking I was ECW one of them. Marks. I got beer spilled on me by the Sandman that day. Oh, I was building? second row. I was 12 years old Holy next to my brother. Holy shit. Fucking, Were you yo. chanting change the channel? Fuck you, Big Show. Oh, yeah, we were not happy. You were saying fuck you at 12? Piece uh, of shit. Bro, I was at the ECW. Uh, you were around those animals. You got to blend in, Joe Rogan. They'll fucking eat you alive. <laughs> they were spilling beer on me. Yo, there was a fight right in front of me. The security guard tossed me three feet. I swear to God. <laughs> Whoop. Fucking beating up two people. Whoa, you 250 then? All right, next. Uh, next, we had Sami Zayn defeating Kevin Owens. Okay. He kicked him in his face. I love that. I love his finisher. I'm I saw Kevin Owens had some good acting at the end. Really looked like he well, was Well, no. The reason dying. why he was selling was because he got those the the needle. The Nigerian, the Nigerian nail. nail, you asshole. Nigerian they don't nail. have needles yeah. in Nigeria. He was selling nails. it from yeah. Friday, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I appreciate this type of thing. Um, how I thought many... it was an okay match. I don't need to see them wrestle again. I really don't. This is the literally. But I'm glad Sami Zayn won. That how many was... times on pay-per-view are these two motherfuckers? At least six. Enough. Seven, Enough. maybe. Enough. It's over. We had it at Mania. I said the only reason I agreed with it being at Mania is because I said, all right, that this has to be the end of it. It just can't happen anymore. Do you think Sami's getting a little stale? No. I think he's still, he's still doing really There's, good stuff. He needs one thing. He again, needs a belt. No, or he needs a feud with. No. He needs a feud with Reigns. I think. Shut the. I f- do. Why, why do you want to bury him? I do. Why do you want to bury him? It's not a burial. It's gonna be a burial. You, you think Reigns it. is gonna sit there and sell for Sami Zayn? You could find the way. You, you could do could it. Find in like, a way. You know what Sami Zayn needs? You, a baby face, Sami Zayn, still mad conspiratorial, but being conspiratorial against the head of the table. And how I he guess. wants to blow the whole table yeah, up. All right, I want to tip over the table. He could probably get over like that. That needs a live crowd. It, well, I was yeah, just going to say. a live crowd, I think he could I, do it. I think what he needs more than anything right now is just a live crowd. Because when he was doing even those segments, when this character was first being, the groundwork, I guess, was being laid for it, and we didn't even realize. Remember when he was doing those electric electric chair segments mm-hmm. when he first went heel? Yeah. He'd say, X me anything. X me about AEW, which got him suspended. But yeah. Look, that's he. That's a guy that needs a crowd because you need him to just generate heat. Or 
the opposite. Or the opposite, because he gets people going. Because I can see a little Daniel Bryan-esque oh. occupied WWE. If you really want to go that far with it, go. Yeah, absolutely. Strap a cat into his ass, shoot him to the moon. I think he. it's time for him to get a, a shot, I think. He, he definitely a, deserves a shot, but I don't know. You know he's not winning. No, I'm not saying to win, but he could get that sympathy. He could do that. I hope. hate we're at the point, and more though. more importantly, you can get heat on Roman. Keep beating their heroes. Smash them over. Smash everybody. Smash them over. You guys, they were booing John Cena when he was smashing over everybody. Well, that's now, at least, now at least he's a heel. Well, that's the so next they match, they out. say. Yeah. Rain Cena. <sighs> Please give it to me. Give it to Reigns me. I want gonna, it. <laughs> Reigns is going to Reigns is gonna start talking shit about everybody. He's going to tell the rattlesnake to get his ass back in the ring. You, he's going to fuck with I, everybody. I wanted to bring this up last week, but I forgot. Um, they had an interview with him. I, I forgot where it was. Maybe the bump. And they said... You know, there's rumors about Cena and The Rock potentially coming back. And Reigns was like, I would tell him to stay on set. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't yeah. Want, they don't want any of this. Yeah. I read the, exactly what you're talking it about. Was... Absolutely. He's great. He's he's keeping it real on Twitter. He's Oh, look at that. He's, A guy believing in kayfabe. He's kayfabing. I believe in kayfabe, too. Thank kayfabe. you. Thank you. Next goddamn match. Next up, we had Charlotte Flair. Oh, God. Uh, against Rhea Ripley, singles match for the Raw Women's Championship. And oh, yeah. Before we get started, I hated the finish of this match. I thought it was... This could have been one of the worst finishes of all time. It was time. despicable. It's in that, it's in it was definitely one of those, those intelligence moments that they really... Guys, they went I, after I, the I fans. Don't, yeah, I don't even think I fucking saw this one. Well, the the ending the, saw... First off... Yeah, talk the match, about the match. No the one. match itself. Rhea Ripley. I got a beef. Um, I don't know what happened since she came up from NXT. I don't know who was calling all the matches. Ray Ripley, I don't know what it is, but there's just something off about her now that she's up here. Maybe you couldn't see it down there. It's a little bit different. It's the lighting. It's the lighting. I don't know what it is, but it's just a lot of fucking botches in all her matches, and she just doesn't. Her facials are stupid, but I think that's them. Because whoever the fuck's telling her to put a fucking thumb on her nose and do the little aloe, it's enough. I can't do it. You're a grown adult. <laughs> you don't do that. Nobody does that. They give a middle finger. That's more believable. Um, Charlotte Flair's heel character is working because I never want to see her on television again. So she's definitely doing a good job at what she's doing. However, she needs to stop doing fucking Andrade's moves because she fucks them up every time. That missed elbow, a uh, missed kick into the elbow. The next time she lands, it will be the first time. At one point, she tried to kick Rhea Ripley seven times and missed four. Look, if she is the best women's wrestler there is, you, that's inexcusable. That's inexcusable because her father wouldn't do that. Her father wouldn't miss chops. It's just, I don't know. Maybe she's complacent because she knows what she is. <laughs> but I've had enough of this feud. It's been dead on arrival. I haven't given a shit about it. This on this division needs... On paper, I think it, it looks good. But it's not turning out good, I guess. And in, this is two feuds in a in row practice. for Ripley that aren't panning out. Um, I think this division desperately needs Becky Lunch back. <laughs> desperately needs her. I hope she comes out at SummerSlam. Oh, God. I want to see if Becky Lynch's support has held. It's hard. That's a I, year I, and a half. 100%. Especially uh, the you big return. So? You think the crowd is going to react to her the way we yes. reacted to her? Well, yes. to the, well yes. I guess. The to big return with that music. Oh, the yeah. The music is enough. great. Oh. God, you Frank, you're so, you're, such on Becky Lynch. you're such you're marks. You're such marks. You're so wrong on her. The music. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
that that's what that's what gets you. What are you, you talking about? Oh, yes. It's, oh, oh, it's and got her, and it's her, got identifiable opening chords. And her would pro- you imagine? <laughs> and her, it's pro- like if you had glass break right at the beginning of your music. And her promos or, that sound like she has marbles in her mouth. Or, yeah, I know uh, all about it. Uh, uh, uh. He's an Australian making fun of the way other people talk. What? what? I, I tell you, Vince, I'm gonna fucking. She Frank? sounds like Conor McGregor. That was the fucking was gimmick. Top That's guy why... in the UFC. No, he's she not a top guy. He got his guy ass kicked. UFC. He got his ass kicked. He got his ass slapped. Top I, guy in the UFC. I don't know what Frank was doing during that period of time that Becky Lynch was hot. I wasn't being weak like everybody no, else trying no, no, to tell no. me. He tried, he tried oh. to make me leave before the main event that show, and I said, Bro, oh, I wasn't supporting it. It's right. bullshit. Well, he, didn't, he didn't leave. I didn't even finish what I wanted to say. I should have left you there. That would never happen. I don't know what you were doing. But clearly to me, I figured it out. You weren't really watching. You weren't really paying attention. Well, no, I saw everything. No. People were over everything. for Ronda Rousey. Yeah, and then that's... they got mad because Ronda Rousey was getting pushed too much. So oh. then what does the weak audience do? They support yes, the next so... person coming up. So a lot of that is true. I mean, oh, was she okay. in the right place at the right yeah, time? Yeah, she was in the perfect place. And Nia sure. Jax happened to break her nose. Oh a lot of fucking God. lucky things happened, my friend. Oh yes, a lot of lucky things, like a well, like a, a certain Montreal screw job that opened. No, I'm sorry, the curtain call that opened the opportunity for a different King of the Ring winner, which led to Austin 316, which was 25 years ago today, gentlemen. If you read that post, what? <gasps> so yeah, a lot of things went right, but most of what went what right is that she's good and she took advantage of opportunities. I'm all for taking advantage of opportunities. Grown men in the man shirts piss me off. How's that one sound? You're already a man, you fucking idiot. Grab your balls. Enough. I think her think Of course you did. I think her moniker as the man was one of the more brilliant WWE marketing decisions that they've ever made. I, I think, thought it was off the fucking chart. I thought it was great. I think I would what, be seen in one of those shirts. I, I think it's it. what started. I know you do. I, I think it's what started the 72 genders. So I disagree with you. Yeah, you'll never be right on Becky Lynch, but all right, next. All right, now to finish, I wanted to discuss that. Oh, one of the worst finishes it went, of it all time. It went to the outside, and Charlotte went after Rhea by the announce table, and she flipped the cover of the announce table off, you know, when they have the, yeah, yeah. the raw or whatever on it, she flipped that piece into her head and hit her in the face, and they called it DQ. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. I know. Because it's inexcusable. They, that, that'll happen. That is a cop-out DQ. Yeah. It's never been WrestleMania a WrestleMania 17, would have, main event would have ended in 30 seconds if yeah. this rule was enforced. They only enforce arbitrary DQ decisions. Stupid. You ever see them ring the belt on a five count? When does that ever happen? Oh uh, yeah. Only sure. when they need it to, you know? Yeah, it's just it was just yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb. I've I've learned to accept stupid from this company. It's a shame. <laughs> What's well, next, K Next is the main event. We had Bobby Lashley against Drew McIntyre. Last chance Hell in a Cell match. This was for a Drew. Dumb, this was a dumber finish. The distraction roll up. Yeah. In a cell. In a cell. It was a distraction roll up? Yeah. I couldn't even remember it. That's how bad it was. Yeah, it was a shitty finish. Match was okay. You knew MVP big, was getting involved. Bosses. I mean, look, they. I put- thought the match was well put together. I thought they had a really good match. Drew McIntyre is turning in great matches with Bobby Lashley, Sheamus. Who was the big few before Sheamus? Orton. Right? Orton. Yeah. Eventually, the they start to realize it's not everyone else. Yeah. 
Well, no, Drew is Drew is putting in some really good work. I thought Bobby Lashley was good here as well. I thought they used the their surroundings well. They used the cage well. They used the they had some good chair spots. They sold. Sure. They to, sold good. To go yeah, back Drew to your wealth. point at the opening of this whole discussion, they've prostituted the cell so many times it means nothing. I agree. Anymore. I agree. And they can't even gig. Yeah, they I can't even gig. I thought the match. You're gonna had give a, me a bloodless hell in the cell? They paint so it red like go they're gonna confuse me. Like I'm not gonna realize. So you want to go in the cell, huh? You want a gig, huh? I, maybe one of the reasons they did it is because all the hell in the cells was so bloody and it's so associated with red on commentary Probably. that they're like, well, we'll just turn it red. And oh, it's that, fucking and, terrible. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I had some issues with this match. Number one. They did some bullshit. How did the M- how did the distraction roll up? Was he in? Did he get into the cell? He was in MVP the cell at some point. So they did a ref bump. He was outside and, at the start. Yes, yeah, so they did a ref bump, and then McIntyre hit his finish, and they called in a ref that had the to let the, the other to, ref out to unlock it. Yeah, he went in. MVP went behind him, and went in, and then he counted to two, and then MVP pulled him out, and then McIntyre beat the shit out of MVP, yeah. and then like. Ten minutes later, MVP got up and then distracted him for the roll-up. Yeah, too much. Silliness. I the whole point of the cell is to keep out outside distractions. And, and they have get that in be anyway. the very reason. Again, a prostituted match. The stipulations mean nothing. The whole idea is stupid. You should cancel Hell in a Cell for four years. Give me four years, not a single Hell in a Cell match, and then tag it on to the end of a hot feud. That's what you should do now. It makes sense. And bring it back silver. Uh, and bloody. Don't rake their head into the cage and not bleed. I don't care that it's red. I'm not fooled. So I had a big problem with this match. There was a production issue at some point. They did some spot where Lashley, I guess, kind of chokeslammed Drew to the outside of the ring where a table was set up or wasn't set up. And Drew goes through the table camera cuts too early to draw on the floor and so you somebody sliding the table the broken table out from under the ring so clearly he didn't take the table bump it was bullshit i go after AEW for production mistakes i normally don't have to with this company yeah. but how the fuck do you let that get on television that is inexcusable you have 75 fucking camera angles you couldn't pan to a different one that didn't show the fucking they mysterious only use hand two. they have 150 different camera angles they only use two i they wish just that go that back was the... and forth at rapid rate no i wish no, no i wish that bump two. that dominic mysterio took from roman perfect done perfect yeah, perfect it makes up for it i can't accept that that's a, that, look if AEW does that shit i accept it because their production sucks I don't accept shit like this in the WWE. That shouldn't happen. Well, Francis, you know who didn't need elaborate production to take a sick bump? Oh, man. There's only one man. Dude Love. Cactus Jack. Mankind. Mick Foley. Our man, Mick Foley, big fan of the show. Just had a documentary on him, which is going to bring us to two on our five count here. If you've been paying attention during our ramblings... We have two documentaries that came out. Well, this no, week. he did Broken Skull. One Skulls. was China, and the other, right, the China documentary. And McFoley did a sit-down interview with Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. I have not watched the McFoley. That's what you were talking about. Interview. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the fucking documentary. No, no, the there's bro- too much shit out. God damn it! Oh, the AEW. Yeah, AD one. I watched right, that. Right, 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 right. Oh no, I didn't watch. All right, that. so fuck it. Here's our next topic of conversation. We're gonna start with McFoley, then we're gonna go to China, who had a documentary on Vice. 
Let's start McFoley. <laughs> Mr. Kayfabe, did you learn anything interesting from his sit-down interview with Austin? I have not watched it. I will watch it. Well, they I'm touched, going to watch They it. touched upon all his big feuds against Sean, um, Taker, obviously. Mind games. They did the mind games match. He did the spot when he got wrapped into the ropes, when he was like choking in the ropes. I don't know. If that you was remember. one of his favorite spots. Yeah, yeah he he that's where he lost that. his ear. That's how he lost his ear. The yep. Vader. I didn't know that either. I was also, Germany. Also, yeah. and don't quote me on this. I believe that's also the first time an announce table was used as like a fucking weapon in that match. They you did know? the dive off there in WWF. Uh huh. I think Foley Sean and and Sean. You're saying yeah. It's the first one I could think of. It's the only time I ever saw anybody go through face first. That's to for win sure. his legs. That was the only time I ever saw that. I, has anyone else used it before that? I would have to think yes, but I know what you mean. It's one of those first. It's one of the first WWF ones I can remember. F vintage kind of footage that you see of using it. Brett used it a lot. Yeah. So I think he might have used it before. He just took the monitors off and bitched. So, yeah, again, I didn't watch the, the doc, so tell me about Austin and Foley. How did they get along? Did Foley drink? Did he give? Did he offer No, him he the, didn't offer him. Austin was drinking. Foley was not. Yeah. Can Probably you put milk best. in my glass, yeah. Steve? Probably for the best. <laughs> but, I, I mean, they had a good sit-down. It was about an hour and a half, hour and 50 minutes, I think. Was Austin clenching his fist? Yeah, he was. Austin is, he's such a good interview, though. Did it look like this? He's really such. Mick, let me tell you something, Mick. He's really such a good interview. I love Mick. They were talking about when they teamed, and then uh, uh, I do love. love. Yeah. yeah, I know you won't tag with that ugly. Uh, what was that? The range psychopath. That mutilated freak mankind. But you never said nothing about teaming up with the hippest cat in the land, Steve O. Well, he he made that Tremendous. character when he was like younger, when and he was like eight, 17, 18. Vince brought it back. You're yeah. welcome, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, Vince brought Apparently shooting the... Well, since you're talking about oh, it... Oh, Sean, yeah. In the documentary, he talks about how Shawn Michaels and him after Mind Games were sitting there talking. And he goes, you know, I wanted to be like you growing up. And Shawn Michaels was like, me? I wasn't even... And he goes, no, not you, Shawn Michaels, but your character, the heartthrob, the sexy boy. And Michaels laughed and said, why don't you? And then I think they, Bruce Pritchard now takes credit for it because, of course, he does. That he was standing there with them when they talked about this and then went to Vince and said, why don't we let him? Yeah. And Man, the original Mankind was just fantastic. The entrance music, what, uh, here's the a promos. Fun one. What was his name supposed to be? Mankind? No, oh. Mason the Mutilator. Yes, Bingo. I, I saw that as well, yeah. And Mason Foley didn't like it. The mutilator. Well, no yeah, shit. No shit. <laughs> and then he then he pitched mankind the mutilator, and he said he just went out there one day, and they announced him as mankind, and the mutilator had just been dropped. Everything about mankind as a character worked. Ah, uh, first off, the music. He came out to the the that the sad Beethoven. It was music. Beethoven. And he had his own ending music. Right yes, when he I wins, it. it would be happy. It was so much better. The ending music is fantastic. It was captivating. It was yeah. interesting. Now look at the difference between Ooh. that. Just to draw a modern day example, not to get off on a tangent, but you compare that to the Fiend. Apples to oranges. Mankind. He was a cool character with a cool mask. He was dark. He appealed to that grunge underground, decrepit parts of society, which in the Twitter, mankind in the age of Twitter would be. Give him the so, belt. And I mean the original mankind. Oh, I'm yeah. Talking drenched in leather, being looking deranged. With the fingers taped. At, oh, when he had the shocker taped. Yes. <laughs> he would be so over now. Shocker. 
forgot about that. Yeah, his his entrance music is was captivating, captivating. for sure. And then the Paul hate, and then Paul Bearer got his hands on the him. The boiler room brawl. They talked about that. Yeah, he got once he. I hate to say it. Once he put on that dress shirt, to me his character lost a lot. I know all his bigger it's matches true. happened with it. I know he was a much bigger character when well, he because kind of that morphed, was when they humanized him. When he morphed into silly mankind. That's when they humanized and him. And he put a sock on his hand. Which one was over? You were looking at a prostituted version of like a really great character. But which one got over? But he got over and you wanted him to get over because you had loved him so much as yeah. the old character. Well, he was also that indie guy for everybody growing up. Like watching the WWE because apparently tape traders were big about him because he had that match in Japan with Terry Funk and all that other shit. And then when he came over, people probably at first were pretty pissed off that they put a mask on him and changed his name. But... Over time, they still loved Foley. I mean, that was always their guy. Because he was sacrificing his body still so clearly every time. And he says that on the dock. He goes, people always ask me, how'd you make it look real? Well, because my bumps were real. Like, he would sit there and jump. He was the first idiot to jump off the side of the ring onto the concrete floor. He would just fall on concrete. He would just do shit that... As if that's... As if that nothing bad would happen to you. Right. How could you do that every night? And full on concrete. And he really had memorable feuds and matches with top, off, top guys. Go, go through it. The so, toppest guys in the company. Him and Taker had two different feuds. He beat Taker, I think, three or four times in a row. Yeah. All stipulation kind of things. Maybe he beat him with the mandible claw Isn't once. that what led to the cell? He beat him in the boiler room brawl. He beat him in the buried alive. And I, then I think I beat him in, he beat him in one where Paul Bearer hit him by accident. But really it was a swerve because he was going heel Wasn't later. it the light? No. When he unscrewed the urn and the light no, came no, out, or was that, that was a different much one? Later, much later. He did that to Kane and Taker in the in his last run. Mm. But I mean, he had the matches with Sean. He had the matches yeah. with Austin. He came in hot. He ran through Taker. He had a sick match with Sean. Feud with The Rock. That's arguably one of the best. That, that one, you know what? That's one of the best wrestling feuds of all time. Him and The Rock. Well, he talked about that, too, and he said that. Doesn't get its due. Before Mania, when... uh. When Austin and Rock went, it was supposed to, um, Rock was feuding with Mankind at the time, or Foley, and he dropped the belt to him. And then Vince was like, went to him, he was like, oh, we're going to switch the belt. And Foley was like, I don't know if that's the right move. Yeah, I'm sure you said that, Mick. That, I mean, I'm hey. I'm sure you yes, said that, Yes, Mick. Mr. McMahon. I'm sure he, you said that, Mick. The thing that really Cut caught the me, bullshit. he was calling Austin Mr. Austin, too, the whole time. What an ass. No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you lied? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I would have gotten so mad. I love McFoley. Watch I it. Do. It's a one endorsement. I oh, wanted to see your reaction. Oh, my God. Mr. Austin. Mr. Would... Austin. No. No, he went too far. Because him and Austin are close. Did he talk about him saddling up with Diamond Dallas Page? Yes. In all the motel rooms? Yes, they told that story. How they would torment yeah. DDP? And he said, guys, I'm going to get a new room or some shit like that. Then they talked about when they were um, they did that segment in the hospital. When uh he went to visit Mr. Mc- uh, when Vince Mr. Sacco and Sacco and, he hit him and the, the clown and he hit him with the bed. They were laughing behind the scenes when they were doing it with the sock because Foley kept playing with the sock in the background. Who was laughing? Him oh, and Austin. Austin. <laughs> and they were telling him to be quiet because they were trying to get some Vince scenes and stuff like that. So yeah, it took you into the world of of Foley and Austin. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch that Broken Skull. But for anyone who doesn't know about Mick or just wants to relive the glory days, that A and E doc was fantastic. And speaking of Mick, he had some in- 
great things to say about this show. I don't think we've actually played it on the air, so let's give the audience a listen now, shall we? Legend Mick Foley. Yes, indeed. And I want you to listen to Ring Crew Radio because your life just might depend on it. Have a nice day. You better listen to Mick because we're sending Nikki K. Fabes out and he's taking no prisoners. Oh man, Mick Foley had a lot of nice things to say about Ring Crew Radio. He also has a lot of, light, a lot of nice things to say about China. So I want to talk a little bit, gentlemen, about China. <laughs> what a fucking transition. Not the country. China. Not the country. Oh. The ninth wonder of the world. Oh, Joni Laura. Original member of DX. She celebrity, did... porn star, well, quasi-celebrity. Celebrity porn star and then actual porn star. She did China. them both. So recently Vice uh, produced a documentary about the life and career of former WWF superstar China. What was the runtime on that bad boy PJ? One hour. Oh, that's it? Yeah. I'm going to have to invest that hour. I thought it was two. It got me a little nervous. When they said, like, it's a different thing than Dark Side of the Ring, they're going to go more in depth. That must, I was like, fuck. Uh, so, right there, I want to start right there. Do you think that happened on purpose? Do you think they said we want to keep this China story as positive? Let's not have oh, it under the banner of Dark Side of the Ring. Without a doubt. Because it's the same so, dudes. And if so, Vice calculated that they would get more of a draw from China as an independent thing rather than a Dark Side of the Ring thing? It's like everything else in this world. People people get graduationized when they think of dead people, when they think of people that you know passed away. And... It's much like how they glorified the dynamite kid a couple weeks ago in a way. I don't think that they could look at China in any negative light. I'm sure, and I didn't watch this, but I'm just going to speculate a little bit here. They're going to not blame a lot of her problems on other people, but they're going to allude to the fact that a lot of other people's opinions and such and influences may have caused her to be the way that she is. And you know what they do. You're you know right. what they do. You're right and you're wrong. Fair enough, and I'd love to hear how I'm wrong, because I already know I'm right. Hello, high flyer, king of bonk style, never been wrong in his fucking life, but there go on. There was a lot of apologies for China, and I'm a big fan of personal responsibility. I know all about it, if you're, you know, in the sense that I agree with what you're saying. If you're going to shoot drugs into your body, that's not anyone else, no one else is doing that to you. You're doing that. And I don't think the documentary made a lot of apologies for her. In that regard. But what the documentary did reveal was that the documentary filmmaker, the guy who was kind of creating it, Mm -hmm. and this other guy, this sleazy agent that was with her, and they weren't even set up to look like the heels of the documentary. You just got the impression as it went on that these guys were exploiting her. She had no business being in that situation. Really? She went to Japan. She was teaching there. She's a very smart lady. Listen to Steve Austin. Listen to Steve Austin talk about it. I trust that man's opinion on anything. He calls China smart, funny. She was good. She was cool. And this is the guy who sold for her and worked with her. It's true. So Sold the chair shot from her. She went to Japan to kind of forget everything. They came to her. They said, we want to do a documentary. And they got in touch with her mother, who was estranged of it. And I just feel there was a lot of people leeching off of a person. I'm not going to say she's not responsible for her actions because of course she is but i think if you watch it you'll realize you had a troubled woman who dealt with some bullshit who had a lot of problems and who was very much exploited by people around her they go into her drug use 
and how it was kind of allowed by her agent and by her team to just keep it going and not turn her in. Again, she made the decisions. Right. But there's more to it when you watch it. I think it's worth to watch. So before we get into the documentary, when you told us you watched this, I remember texting and you jokingly said, it's clearly all Triple H's fault, which was a joke. It was a joke. But you did bring up how Triple H and her, you know, they worked very well together. And you made the comment of she was more open than he was. 100% true. She was more over than he was for a period of time. Absolutely. Then we brought up Sable and Mark Merrow as a parallel. The only difference between the two is this. Sable and China were equally over for different reasons. Everyone wanted to fuck Sable. For some reason, everyone wanted to get punched in the face by China. She was... I don't want to cut you off, but to go back to what you were just saying, she was so good because it was such a sp- interesting... It was a spectacle. Dynamic. I don't want to use the word spectacle again. But, but that's exactly what right, it was. This big, the like, ninth wonder of the world. These two good-looking buff dudes being protected by this female bodyguard. It was so outlandish. Right. But it was so believable, and it was over as fuck. So what were you saying about uh, Mr. Mayro and uh, the the only Sable? difference between the two is you would argue that their partners got significantly more over than they did at the time, but the key difference is one was able to dig himself out of the dirt, a la fucking Stephanie McMahon and Ryan the Gravy Train, and one idiot who's a shoot boxer had to dress up and drag and get the fuck out. That's wrestling, folks. That's wrestling. Yeah, I I, I can't knock Triple H on this. I don't think he ever got better. He was not so far beneath china that mira was china was stable. china was arguably the most over member of dx at a time when sean she michaels was, was most, gone she was one of the most over people in the company at a time that the company was at its zenith you're right that's how over she was she was one of the top 10 workers in the business at the industry's hottest period that's just the fucking truth now the rest of her career she squandered with bad decisions and drugs and porn and all sorts of fucking wild shit. If you fucked X Pac on camera twice. Yes. They were you going seen out it? at the time. I watched it. How was I it? I seen it, Brian. <laughs> How was it? <laughs> <sighs> she's a very muscular lady. And yeah, look, and because she's so muscular, I don't know if it's in, it's oversized. Her, clitor- her clitoris got enlarged because of the steroid use. It looks like a dick. It almost looks like a dick. It looks and then like Xbox an dicks pierced. It's very. It's, it's a strange. It's watching animals. You think that uh that Triple H cared that they were going out after? I mean, him and uh, she, her and Hunter, well, Hunter was piping Has Xbox been back yeah. yet for a major feud? A major feud? He hasn't been. No. Well, that's because he got hated because he turned on Kane. You don't fuck with Kane. That's that's how you lose three ring crew con- radio he's, fans. He's confused about why he has Xbox heat. It's because of what you did to Kane. It's Everybody always because of what it. he did to Kane. But, yeah, that's a good question, K-Vabes. I think he kind of looks at Steph and says, eh, I don't know. Yeah. You can't get tight over, over pussy. You can't get either, so. And <laughs> I will tell you, I think there was a period of time, small as it may have been, where I think she was a very attractive woman. When she was doing Playboy and Eddie Guerrero was with yeah, her. Yeah, 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 definitely. Hot. Well, when she was with Eddie Guerrero, yes, because they actually let her wear makeup, and that's after she got her jawline shaved a little bit, as Jim Cornette would say, I, d- I didn't, didn't know that. Like fucking Inoki. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that that's what she was doing, nor did I give a fuck. She was trained by Kowalski. She spoke about that. There was, was really a time lighting. she was attractive, I mean, too. she was a big star. 
She was a really big star for a period of time. And it's a shame that her career ended the way it did. And she'll she'll but probably never sho- get that recognition though either. And not shocking, by the way, unfortunately. Oh well, right. The you saddest said- thing to me about China's death is I remember where I was, gentlemen. We were outside of our famous, our favorite watering hole, Nicholas, where Frank shows up every once in a while. He tries not to be there too often. Yeah, people pop too much. I was outside that door. I was leaving for the night, and I looked, and China was dead. And I just kind of said, "Yeah." I was there when Paul Walker. Time. I was there when Paul Walker died. That well, that's sad. Yeah, and Paul Bearer too. Is it a bit of irony that Paul Walker went down in an automobile wreckage? Supposedly, there's a quote that said that he, you know, that's the way he would want to go yeah, out. Yeah, I know. There's always a quote. It's well, like Roddy he, Piper telling Hulk Hogan three days after he died well, through it's voicemail. Good, it's a good tagline for Fast Nine, which comes out on uh, June 25th, if I'm not mistaken. You mean Fast 25? Starring John Cena this time. Oh, Jesus. Stop with the Fast and the fucking not Furious a, movies. That's enough. T- ten. There's ten there going for. I saw a for. meme. Uh, it was... Fast and the Furious meets Jurassic Park. Right. They were trying to like do some crossover shit. Oh, my shit. God. Let it happen. Because they want Vin Diesel to drive into the T-Rex's mouth, in the car, and, and out, out of his ass. Yeah. That's, it's going to happen. Or out of his head it. or some shit. Yeah. Book. Oh, oh God. He curves. He does a U-turn. Yeah. <laughs> right in the gut. And his fucking... Ass- yeah. In the Whatever. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to watch it. He says... Honestly, you don't think they got out of control when they oh, started out of like control. fucking flying when cars the, and when shit? When the Rock flexed off a cast, they got out of that control. That was the end. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. That was the end. Dwayne, Dwayne kills everything. He flexed I off said a it cast. Years ago. He, did, you, he did not kill Fast and the Furious. No, he drained the other. He revived it. He Fast revived Five, it. he revived. He Fat, breathed life into yeah, it. Yeah, and then him and Diesel had a little feud. I don't know. They're booking wrestling there. They got The Rock and John Cena going to go at it. Didn't they have that already? Hobbs and fucking Cena. Once in a lifetime. Hobbs and Shaw. I'm saying, didn't Cena and him feud in the thing yet? Or no, no, Cena's introduction is now. Fast now. He plays. Oh, so you know the end of this movie no, no, is going to no. end like he WrestleMania 27. The Rock's out, not in it anymore. Well, the Rock's out? What, he got killed? The Rock's out. He no, he spun off into his own. Oh, entry. yeah, he'll be back. Him and uh, Cena plays Vin Diesel's brother. Oh, get the fuck off with this shit. <laughs> what, can we go back to talking about China? Right before we, yeah. So, one last question about China. Do you think she was, well, okay, so I got two. Just thought of another one. Sure. I think I heard Jim Ross say she devalued the Intercontinental Championship by winning it. (sighs) What say you, Nikki Kayfabe? Yeah. I thought about it. I have an answer, by the way. I I don't think so. I think it's at a time when she was pretty over, right? I agree with you. Um, and she was fucking probably stronger than half these guys, to tell you the truth. It was the way the match went that was the problem. She beat him in a fucking good housekeeping match with Jeff Jarrett was dressed up in a goddamn apron getting beat with flour. You should have just had her literally But you fucking... know the story behind that. Oh, there's a great story behind that. Jeff Jarrett was on his way out because, once again, the WWE signed him and wouldn't let him work with top guys because Stone Cold said, he laughed at me when I was eating fucking potatoes every day. And once a fucking again, they didn't take the fucking belt off him by the time they freed him up to negotiate with Bischoff. So they knew he was leaving. Jim Ross goes out there, says, you got to lose to China tonight. And he goes, no way. Walks away. Jim Ross catches him 20 minutes later. He goes, I'll do it. I'll do it for 100 grand. 
So then he goes back to Vince, gets to him to agree. They go back. Good housekeeping match. Great. And he then Jeff Jarrett goes. He jacked it up. You know what? Tell him 200. Vince did it. And Jeff Jarrett got beaten with a bag of flour. $200,000. I remember the finish of that match. Are you Wasn't ready for Wasn't there a sink it? involved? Can I tell you the finish of the match? Please. Jarrett grabs the... So it's a good housekeeping match. There's all shit around the ring. Fans and... And, and the angle, bowls. too, was that women couldn't wrestle and was his thing, was, right? And the angle was Jarrett was assaulting women. Yeah. That was it. He pulled them from the crowd and hit them with a guitar. It was actually it was a hot angle. Shit, it was over. It was <laughs> Did sick. he really do that? Yes. Yes. He beat up Moolah Mae Young. He was out of control. <laughs> so he was Bubba Ray Dudley he before in, it was, was cool. Just, he was an out of control. He just hated women so much. He would always drag <laughs> Deborah around with him. He was deranged. He was a deranged man. So this put him in direct, obviously, conflict with China. China was a babyface at the time, still accompanying Triple H to the ring, and Triple H was a heel. It was a fucking interesting dynamic. You can look back, No Mercy 99 is where that match happened. So he, she, they fight the fuck out of each other, we're hitting each other with all the things. They get into the ring. Jarrett hits her with the IC belt and pins her one, two, three. What happens next? After that? Yeah. Hunter comes in and pedigrees him? <laughs> no. Referee says... The icy belt is not a household item, so you can't beat her with it. That was the finish. Yeah, you're so, right. So not only did he not fucking want to do a clean job there, he did the shittiest possible job to her. And this is a guy that made a reverse ladder match and tried to sell you something. Ain't that some shit. But, I, Kayfabe, I agree with you. I don't think she devalued the Intercontinental. She was so over. She was so over, I would argue she added prestige to it. And what devalued it. Well, that's like saying that Tessa Blanchard devalued an impact title. That's different. That's a world championship. I, I can't gauge it because I wasn't watching it. I don't know what and the was. I, excuse me. Excuse me. The did fans Trish were okay Stratus, with China winning. Did Trish Stratus ever win the WWE championship? Fuck no. And she was hotter than China ever was. Not. I'm not well, sure that's true, but I. At whatever. points. I'm sure. I get your point. There's no way you're comparing it to that shit. That was different. The IC title was on fucking. Mid-card guys. It was on Val Venus. It was on fucking Eddie Guerrero. But ask yourself this. Did it really devalue the Impact No, not at all. Not I mean, at did all. Did it really? Or did it just give you something interesting to you talk about? You had a guy out of the crowd on his first night being a fan win it. Beat Umaga. Beat Umaga. In Italy. Mad disrespectful. That whole thing was disrespectful. I remember at the time so being... What's your other question? About China? Yeah. Was she hot enough to merit a WWF championship run? What say you, Francis? Fuck no. <laughs> what are you, out of your fucking mind? Should she have had a match? Fuck no. <laughs> she did have. I think she, I think she did I'm have sure a match. I'm sure she had a match with Steve Austin stunned the shit out of her. First Stop woman the in the Rumble. She had a triple threat match, I think. She had a triple threat match with Triple H there you go. and Undertaker. Really? Oh, yes, sorry, Bob. Taker gave it the... Taker, uh, I think it took one bump from her. She, <laughs> she, she grabbed his leg and she fell off the apron and hooked him on the ropes. Okay. That that's... was the one thing she did because it was ultimately like a handicap match because Triple H didn't want to fight China, but he had to. They were all on the same side. Shit was complicated. This was Russo-era shit. There's a lot going on. Fuck no. Absolutely not. What do you let's, say, K-Fapes? Let's not get crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. Stop it. Don't, no, would, don't would, be that guy. It was too, yeah. I mean, you had guys like Austin and Hunter and them, Rock, Foley, Taker. Notice the second guy he said by default. I didn't tell him to do that. It's just because who he thinks of. I, I, I probably would not have put the belt on her, 
But oh, if they a match could have been interesting. It could have been interesting. She had a couple of matches. I think she was supposed to wrestle for the title at SummerSlam. It was the SummerSlam 99 where Ventura was the referee. Oh, boy. The match ended up being Mankind versus Triple H versus mm-hmm. Austin, and Mankind won. Yep. I think that match was supposed to be some combination of two of those guys in China. I just, you can't do that. You can't do that. Why didn't it happen? Because you realize you can't do that. Because at some point, Vince McMahon said, I can't do it, pal. Much like when the Ultimate Warrior said he wants to be treated the same way as Hulk Hogan, private jets, and all. I I can't do it, pal. At some point, reality sinks in. And no matter how disillusioned fucking Vince is, he will wake up and say, so I'm going to have the the belt my father made held by a woman. No. He's not wrong. That's exactly the logic that prevailed. He would not put the belt on Becky Lynch. I don't care how over she and was. And Becky Lynch was the best promo in the company for six months. There you go. There's your one fucking compliment. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone. What do we got next? Next up, number four. I'm sorry, number three. Four. We're all fucked up here. Nick Kayfabe, I got it right here. There's your number oh, three. Oh, three. I'm sorry. You're right. You fucking jackass. I apologize. Number three. I forgot we're talking well, about this. Well, this is your segment. You wanted to talk about I NXT. I did. I did. Well, Frank watched it too. I watched it. We both watched it. I saw it. Other than Samoa Joe and William Regal doing great shit. What Tremendous <laughs> shit. Tremendous yeah. shit. Samoa Joe was good again today. Uh, on yesterday. That first match, though, I liked a lot. That kid, uh, the, he was Casanova. Carmelo? He was Casanova something. Well, his name's Carmelo. Now. Carmelo. He was good. Him and Cole had a match to start the show. See, I like that match. The one thing that pissed me off about it was the fucking WWE on Fox Twitter put up or maybe it was WWE. Yeah, it was WWE on Fox Twitter. Put up a thing. It was Kurt Angle getting slapped by John Cena and Cat and this guy yeah. going up to Cole and said, uh, "The Russo's, It was corny. The Russo's aggression. What's thing. the difference? Fuck you. What's the difference? Stop it. First off, it's NXT. Second off, fuck yourself. Third yeah. off, fuck yourself. <laughs> Stupid. But look, Cole has the ability of taking guys that. You may not know how good of a wrestler this guy is now because Cole just carries these dudes. I mean, look what he's done the past three, four, five, however long it's been. Mm-hmm. He's been in NXT. He has matches with anybody and makes everybody look great and does great shit. Tells good stories. Does a little bit too much at times, yes. The Canadian Destroyer is starting to get played out. But outside of that, come on, man. I, this is a top guy. Top, and the thing that sure. The thing that kills me is I just know he'll never be a top guy up there. He's too scrawny and doesn't want to do anything about it. There's no reason. I'm not saying for him to take a little juice, Joe Rogan, but I'm saying <laughs> if the needle happened to so fall in his ass, there's no reason he doesn't look like AJ Styles. They're the same height. He could easily put on 20, 30 pounds and look like yeah. how he should. Yeah. He just looks scrawny to me. And especially now when you guys got like fucking Ciampa, who's just as small as he is, but shredded to the gills. <sighs> that's That's the kicker with Adam Cole. I really feel bay like bay. Have, I feel like they have top. I mean, their mid card guys can be main eventers, and their main eventers can be mid card guys. It's just such a different feel than. Well, because look, there's a few bigger guys in the in the fucking whole show, being Bronson Reed, being Carrying uh, Cross. Everyone else is these smaller guys that you know are going to have good matches, the cruiserweights, if you will, of a different generation. And I think what you see is just work rate. This is good work rate, though, because you're still getting storylines. You're still getting uh, good booking. You're getting a lot here that you don't get out of the main show and you don't get out of the alternative. So I think that's a big part of it. Even even the next segment, they had a, a tag with the women. 
Uh, and Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. Won. Bro, bro, Zoe Stark. Uh, she how looks old older th- than she was, old, I know. How old do you we think talked she, about but this. How old do you think she is? I thought she was like 30-something. 36, 37. Yeah. Like, wait, wait. Yeah, I would say. Regin. I know. She's 27. I know. What's she doesn't look the, like... What's up with her face? I, it, it looks older, for sure. What the fuck does that? I'm not gonna... Is that steroids? I don't know. But she's a big... She's she's pretty brawler, too. She's fucking jacked. I wouldn't fuck with well, her, but she'll beat the shit I mean, but look at this women's division. They had Stark and Shirai in a tag. They won. Then they brought out... They did some shenanigans. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez came out. The Way came out. Ember Moon and Shanti came out. That's eight perennial top women that you could bring up on any brand and they could be buried by Becky Lynch. You're right. <laughs> well, what the fuck? Well, That's the kicker though, because you know, a lot of these girls like Io Shirai, I never see going up because if she goes up, she's getting fucking buried. She's Oscar, but six inches shorter and she doesn't know how to run. She's toast. She's toast. Ray Ripley. We saw, and we knew Raquel Gonzalez. Yes, absolutely. She's big. She'll go up there and she'll do something. Zoe Stark, actually, Zoe Stark, Stark made too, actually. Yeah, I could see that. But, I don't know. Io Shirai, as much as I think she's good, I don't think she has that, like, next level that they look for. Like, I I don't know. There's times you watch her and you're like, like, when she runs ropes. Yeah. Something as simple as that. Yeah. It, that doesn't fly. Well, that there. brought out Joe when they brawled. You know, you saw that when of he came Of course I saw Joe come out. That's <laughs> what I watched the show for. Now, Samoa Joe in a suit putting people to sleep. <laughs> What else we got in this show, Kayfabe? Well, your boy Top Dollar was in a match. Stop it, my boy Top Dollar. Me and him, we've been grinding. <laughs> there was people that used to tell me, oh, what's that guy's problem? Why is he overacting on the show? I say he's selling a program, just like he does every Wednesday night, Tuesday night, sorry, on this show. This fucking faction's awesome. I love everything they do. They're rapping. He's putting up raps on his fucking Twitter. He's he's doing what he has to do. He is. Swerve's great. Yeah. Come on. This Swerve is, this has is to win a, big, a few big matches, but I think they could get somewhere with it. Yo, I think Swerve is very talented. I think he does a little too much of the flipping shit, but he can tell a story. Yeah. I saw that guy do some really good shit with, uh, with Gargano a couple times, and they had these, like, these random matches. He's good. He's and definitely good. The main event was Kushida and Kyle O'Reilly. This was a fucking wrestling match. I thought so as well. A little short, but... What'd you expect? Yeah. Look, I like that ten NXT from the get go tells you on your DVR they're going to ten oh nine. Yes, I so, saw that. So everyone's sweating because the Diamond Mine was teased, and Diamond Mine we kept seeing. Yeah, these. did you see that teaser for the Diamond Mine? Did no. you? It was like an it MMA a- training video, and it kept saying we train harder, we make diamonds, all this shit. Sort of like a fucking boot camp, it seemed. And everyone's speculating: Are they going to do like their own shoot wrestling type of bullshit, like we saw in the other Wednesday night program, where they faked the fucking MMA match? Are we going to see uh, some? Did he jump off the cage? He tried to do a Superman punch, and he looked like he was covered in shit. It was the worst <laughs> fucking thing. PJ, I'm not even I talking. Saw it. I'm not talking about that fucking program. They could go get some fucking other these basement dwelling cocksuckers to get in front of a microphone with the pizza grease holding their iPhone six to their mouth, talking about this is the greatest wrestling program on the fucking earth. Eat shit. <laughs> Kenny Omega sucks, and so is your fucking show. <laughs> What were we talking about? The I'm diamond sorry. mine. The diamond mine. So yes. at the end of this, uh, so at nine fifty eight, I go on Twitter, and these people are flipping the fuck out. They said the diamond mine was coming. This is bullshit. <laughs> Where's the diamond mine? Did they forget about the diamond mine? And then I look at the DVR and said, "You dumb motherfuckers! There's nine more minutes here. Let this shit build." 
Anyway, Kushida and O'Reilly just had your classic cruiserweights <laughs> wrestling match. Both look great. O'Reilly goes over Kushida, which I didn't necessarily like because Kushida's the champion. Yeah, but O'Reilly has a bigger match coming. O'Reilly does have a bigger yeah. match coming. The blow-off to the Adam Cole feud, which is in two weeks at the Great American Bash. And so that match ends. They shake hands, embrace in the middle of the ring, which is good. Like it for both characters. Makes sense. He puts Kushida over even though he beat him. Then Cole comes out. Him and O'Reilly have a fucking fight outside. I don't like the double mud fest here, by the way. If I criticize one, I must criticize the other. You don't need two runoffs at the same time. But O'Reilly and Kyle uh, O'Reilly and Cole go at it outside. They brawl for about a minute. And then out of nowhere, Kushida gets dropped on his fucking head by somebody in a full sweatsuit. Two other dudes with sweatsuits hit the ring but don't do anything. And this guy's just throwing this fucking Kushida around. Then his hood comes off. He says, oh, shit, that's Roderick Strong, who's been off TV since the Undisputed Era broke up. And this new faction is Roderick Strong. It is Tyler Rust, Kuhn, the third guy. Uh, Suzuki. Suzuki. Something Suzuki. Something Suzuki. I've never seen him before, but he looks fucking pretty big. Yeah, he's pretty jacked. And then managed by Malcolm Bivens, who blocked me once on Twitter. But Malcolm Bivens. How can he block you once? Because I have different accounts. Oh. <laughs> Burners. <laughs> what exactly are you doing on these other accounts, Nicholas? Promoting wrestling. What kind of wrestling? Mud shows. Mud show wrestling. Outlaw mud shows. So look, I, I said right away when I saw this combo, Roderick Strong doesn't get talked about enough. He's like that third guy in the Undisputed Era, but there was a time this guy came into NXT and was just dropping people. I did not head. like him at first. I said this before. But and I told phenomenal. you, yeah. watch him have a match, yeah. because when I started seeing this guy, he's doing suplexes and these throws that I've never seen before in a wrestling ring. Or yeah. if I have seen them, I haven't seen them in 20 years. They look legit. He looks like he could fuck you up, even though he's small. And if you're just going to have him come out every week and throw people on their fucking heads, and you're going to have Malcolm Bivens come out every week and give heat and get heat, because that's what he does as a manager. This is a fucking gold mine. Fuck diamonds. This is a gold mine. Agreed. <laughs> I mean, I, I was pissed off when they broke up Undisputed Era, but... Look, I like that the other guy that's in the group. Tyler Russ? Tyler Russ. He, he showed me some promise, too, when he was uh, having some matches with... Um, I remember it was a couple of months ago they built this. Cause yeah, Bivens, they built him up for a while. Bivens uh, picked him up one day after he lost. But, look, this is, I guess, the future of the NXT, and I like it. They've given me two great shows back-to-back after a pay-per-view where I was kind of, like, left, eh. You know, these two last two shows have been great, and Samoa Joe is fucking awesome. Must-watch TV every week. But, gentlemen, I believe that's all for NXT. So, oh, no, I know what that means. You know what time it is, Francis? (laughs) Uh, It's fucking Thursday. It's, um, what time is it? Nine-something at night. You know what that means. It's time for Frank Cliff to fucking mentally jump off a bridge because here comes Bret Hart. It's time for a little shooting with the hitman. I'll be reading me? I'll be reading a little bit from this the is New the... York Times bestseller. Oh shut up. Simply titled Hitman. Is this the second to last one, right? We're on episode what is this? Forty eight. Forty eight. Forty eight. You only have to endure two more two Well more this of one these. and one more, thank Lord. And please No. You, are we doing it on 50? Do 50 will be the debut of a new No, you have to do book. it on 50. After 50, I think. That's, that should be it. After 50, 
And then uh, what else can he possibly talk about? <laughs> he got kicked. He was done in '99. Stop with the bullshit. And '50, we have a new book. No, Somebody 51. give us a suggestion. '51, we have a new book. Maybe we'll do both. We'll give a fucking surprise to the audience. Eat shit. I'm sorry. Can, can we get this over with? Oh, you have to hear this. Oh, <laughs> great. All right. So here we are. This is page 282 of Hitman. How many pages does that book have again? More than the Old and the New Testament. It's longer than a Bible. 100%. And on verse Sean... (laughs) (laughs) First letter of Sean. (laughs) Four days later, I was in Munich. I loved being back in Germany. As I rode on the bus down cobbled streets, I listened to my Walkman... Thinking about how in 1936, Hitler watched in disgust as a black American runner, Jesse Owens, sprinted to win the gold medal at the... Is he fucking kidding me? (laughs) Is he fucking kidding? He thinks he's as important as Jesse Owens running in the fucking Olympics? That that certainly seems to be the implication, yes. Oh my god. Yeah, Brett, you're so big in Germany. I know. The UK loved you. Please go on. Tell me more what this fucking idiot said. Brett, it gets worse. So if there's something you want to do before I keep going. Who does he think he is? He thinks he's comparing himself to an Olympic athlete, PJ. To Olympic runner Jesse Owens sprinted to win the gold medal at the Berlin Olympics. I thought back to 1981 and my old Hanover days with Jim when I was the biggest loser of the tournament. Oh, what do we know? Well, well, Alex Dido, you old pimp, take a look at me now. Oh, my God. He remembers everybody <laughs> who's ever done it. The grocery had- store purse clerk. <laughs> he went, oh, hi, Susie. And she shorted him a penny. This motherfucker, the rest of his life, well, Susie in the fucking Walmart over there decided I wasn't worth the penny she took from me. He's such a psychopath. He has a Rolodex of every slight ever paid to him in his mind. He remembers every negative comment. You know, that guy that used to go to ECW shows in a floral shirt, he was in Philly once and booed me. (laughs) I fucking, go on. What else? What else? Just get it out. Fans were pounding on the sides of the bus for blocks before we finally pulled up to the back of the arena where an even bigger crowd excitedly waited for us. Owen had told me I was really big in Germany. Oh, suck shit. (laughs) What? And judging by all the sides being held up, it appeared to be true. When I stepped off the bus, girls screamed and cried uncontrollably. No, they didn't! You're not Shawn Michaels! Some even fainted. No, no, show me that book. Show me that book. I don't. Did you add in that fainted line? He's lying. There's no way they added in that fainting line. No. PJ, oh get yourself together. Oh, no, it's, uh, some even fainted, yeah. <laughs> no, it didn't. Oh, my God, bro. Are, are you going more? Or does Who that the a- fuck were they fainting? Was he on the same bus as, fr- as fucking Sean? <laughs> I have never oh. heard one person talk about oh. anybody fainting for Bret Hart. <laughs> except Stone Cold in oh, the fucking sharpshooter. <laughs> Teenage girls overran the barricades and leaped So he's a pedophile, too. Good to know. 
<laughs> I'm glad he likes the teenage ones. Listen. Fucking animal. I have to go again. <laughs> teenage girls overran barricades and leaped past security guards who were helpless to stop them. They couldn't they stop 14-year-old girls. They literally knocked me down, hugging and kissing me. Oh, I had never seen or heard anything like it. Not even for Hogan. The <laughs> height of his glory. <laughs> no. No, he didn't. <laughs> That can't be real. You have to be making this up. Hokamania was a phenomenon, but this reaction that I got was more like Beatlemania. Oh my god, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't just teenage girls. They were older women too. Oh. And every man and boy watched out. Yeah, it me. was his mother, his father, and his nine brothers. Flowers flew at me oh. from everywhere. What is he, Michael Jackson? <laughs> and boxes of chocolate wrapped gifts. <laughs> no, this is, you have to be bullshit. Is this a rib? And lots and lots of teddy bears. <laughs> I gently pulled myself up, smeared the lipstick, and okay. made my way okay. through okay. the crowd. I did my strut on all four sides, and the crowds exploded each time. When I dropped down God. to give my shades to a little girl, thousands of people sighed. Ah, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> PJ, I don't even. You're laughing at this, PJ. PJ. Oh my god. PJ. Dude, you think I'm wrong when I say that's a delusional human being? He, what he literally thought there, is what people used to do for the Beatles or Hitler at that fucking country, and he thinks he's bigger oh. than the Beatles in that moment. He thinks. First off, I've heard of girls topping guardrails to touch Shawn Michaels. I've seen it on video. I've never seen a fan even fucking show that much fucking enthusiasm for Brett. Is he kidding me? Well, it's another country. That's why you haven't seen so it. So in Germany, they've never seen a grown man in fucking greasy hair and pink tights <laughs> do fucking shaking his tits oh like this? God. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> oh I wish we had video so everyone could see me do the fucking... Oh, Brett. Oh, the, my God. What, what is wrong with Boy, him? Boy, he is, he is proud of himself. <laughs> PJ. They threw flowers. They PJ. threw chocolate and teddy bears. At what point did you stop believing this tale? At what point during my reading did you think I was just making it up? When they said they fainted. That was the tipping point, and then everything after, it seemed... I it seemed like a rip. Not one word of that did I no, make up. No, it, it didn't it seem was, made up. I could tell he there. couldn't hold himself together reading it. They threw chocolate at him. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I had to, so I had to Stop. smear the lipstick. There was so much smear lipstick, the lipstick on him off himself. that he had to take it off himself. Stop. And Brett. it wasn't just the girls. It was the boys, too. Right. <laughs> like, so he, this is a man who, who just thought... Everybody. This whole arena is looking at me. I am the Brett, man. Brett, Brett. I don't want to do this to you, Brett. But what the fuck is wrong with you? Did you get kicked uh, that hard that you forgot what actually happened? <sighs> There's no way. I don't know if we can... He wouldn't be that big, like, coming home to Canada. They wouldn't be hopping guardrails to kiss him. I think I'm taking this book home with me tonight. F f oh, you're going to find the... I only got two more cracks at this, so I PJ, gotta... I don't think there's any more of a bullshit tale. You should have saved that one for 50, because that, that was the most ridiculous fucking I... thing I've ever heard in my life. I, yeah, I saw it. I walked in with him before. I opened to it. I just pulled the page. I read a little bit, and I looked at the next page. I read a little bit. I went, oh, yep, this is it. That's that was it. He's lost his fucking mind. You know there's gonna be. You know there's gonna be something a little better too. hundred percent. 
They always told me I should have been the sexy boy. Hey, maybe something will be better. Maybe we'll have a little luck. little luck of the draw. So let's go to our final segment here on our five count. My favorite segment. Luck of the fucking draw. Because you created it. Some horse shit. I create all the segments. Happy horse. Well, you're home eating Chick-fil-A and scratching your balls. We drew this up on a dime today. Shut the fuck up. Produced the show. So how about this? We'll do one card each. One card each. And if anyone, only one of us can trade ours in if we think it's really bad. I like it. We have to convince each other that it's a bad card. Okay. I got a bad card. I'm happy with mine. What do you mean you got a bad card? I saw your card. Yeah. I don't know much about it. You don't know much about anything before 1996. <laughs> Read the back of the fucking card and get an education, you stupid I want to trade it shit. in. I like my card. I'll keep mine. What do you think, PJ? I'll keep mine. That's eh, a fucking... Let him trade it fucking in. Fucking scumbag. All right, what was it? Mine? Chief, Chief J. Strongbow. Chief J. Strongbow going in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, all right. The original Native American, you piece of shit. He was fucking indigenous. Honky Tonk Man says Chief J. Strongbow <laughs> was go. the biggest piece of shit ever <laughs> and that he ruined more careers than drugs. Why? He was stiff? I don't know. That's all I know about Strongbow. I got a good one. Was he a roadie? He was a road agent, yeah. Oh, there's your answer. Now, is that the, you know, he was one of Vince's guys. You want me to start? I'll start. I'll start. I got Brock Lesnar ambushes returning Chris Jericho 12-15-14. The 7-15-2014 edition of Raw was much more than any ordinary episode. It was truly an edition of Raw is Jericho as Y2J was in charge for a night, appearing in WWE for the first time in months. Uh, immediately, Jericho made a match for himself and Paul Heyman, and after hosting the highlight reel, Rusev and Lana as his guest set forth for action. Unfortunately, Heyman had other plans, as he brought back up in the form of Lesnar, who obliterated Jericho in F5, ensuring his advocate remained unharmed. So fuck that. I have a better Jericho and fucking uh, Brock story, if you want to go into that. Well, they never had a match, people. right? They never had a real match. They never had a match. But they almost had a shoot fight backstage. I know that story, and we'll get into it in one second. Just want to say... That was a, that was a great segment. I Why didn't they cool. have a match? Because of the reasons that Frank is going to say we wanted them to have a match. Because Frank, what happened? So the year that Randy Orton and Brock fought at SummerSlam. Yeah, but I think that was at, before this. This happened. At, at, Maybe they were building it up until this happened, and they had that match. And Brock opened up Randy the real fucking hard way. Gave him a straight elbow to the fucking dome. Split his split his grape. Fucking. That was a great match. Jericho went to the back, and as soon as Lesnar came back, he got in his face and said, what the fuck is wrong with you, and tried to, like, get in his face and say, you know, you can't be doing that and all that other shit. Locker room leader at the time. And what did Brock say? If you get that close to me, you better kiss me. <laughs> How much of a grown... I, I thought it was more kiss me or punch me. Some I shit think, like yeah, that. Some sick, know. demented thing. They say Vince said, it's a work, Chris. God damn it. <laughs> no. That- yes, that's exactly what they said. He, did. he said, it's a work. <laughs> oh, shit. I loved the build to that, that was, you know Brock Lesnar Orton match. I loved that oh. match. I loved the build to it. He ate that RKO, he the first one. He was just coming Oof. off that win over Mark Hunt at UFC. Yep. It was Brock was never hotter, and he beat the 
fuck out of Orton that I we need to do a watch along with that one day. You know I I've never that watched match. that match. Oh, brah. I missed oh, that whole fucking that whole SummerSlam because I decided to go to Jersey Shore like an asshole. Oh, that was a good match. I remember it. That yeah. and was that also the same year that Balor beat uh Rollins in his debut for it the belt? Been. Yeah. It I missed been. that whole fucking card. What that a shame. Great. But all right. You think you got a good one? Because I don't got like a great one. I got a all right one. Yeah, let's save mine. I mine may have some teeth. All right. So I actually remember this moment because it was very big for fucking Daniel Bryan. The Shield backs Daniel Bryan against the Authority. This I was when, there. Yeah, this yeah. was at the Barclays Were we there? Center. Were you there? I was. Was that when Hogan came back the last time? I was there. I was there because that was Brock Taker that year, 2014. And Brock got his ass kicked, and I said, oh, shit, Taker might lose. Because that was the first time I seen Taker not go down the week before Mania. No, you couldn't have been. It, it couldn't it have been the before Brock Mania. Taker. Yes, it was. That's the same Mania. Brock Taker was in New Orleans. No shit. This is leading up to New Orleans. Daniel Bryan against the Authority? This is the week before oh, WrestleMania. I got to confuse with Evolution. Sorry. Yeah, this is. That was the night after Mania. He's right. I'm yeah. sorry. This is the night after Mania. I had it fucked up. I thought this was the week before Mania. But we were on that road. We did go to a Barclays Center. Hogan came out. It was... Okay. Yeah. All right. But, sorry, back to this one. This is when The Shield backed Daniel Bryan after he beat The Authority. Yeah. Um, This was after The Shield... This is when they really finally nailed in that uh, Shield face turn. Wait. when When he beat The Authority. This was the night after. So it was when Evolution came out. This might have been. Yes. Yeah. That was in New Orleans. That was in New Orleans. So you were not there. I was not there. I thought this was. <laughs> I was you wrong. See this fucking card. No, I, he's I, got it right. I'm all fucking. It was confused. when it was when uh, Triple H and Brian won the title, and Hunter and Batista and Orton came out to surround the ring, and then the Shield came out, and that's what led to the Shield Evolution matches. You are right. You confused me because you said we were there, and I was thinking of the Barclays. They they used they did the Barclays the week before Mania. That year, they did that as like the go home mania. Uh, go home. Raw. This was after WrestleMania third. That's yes. what I'm saying. That was the night yeah. after. So he was right. He was there. I, I was wasn't there. there. I was the week before at the go okay. home raw. Because that crowd got hot when when Shield music hit. Because Evolution music hit for the first time. That was and the they first blew time they it. Actually, them. they blew it because they showed the video yes, yes. before the music hit. Yes, and then they Cops surrounded the ring, and then the Shield came out and backed Brian and sent the crowd. Home I love that little feud. And that the was shield, also cemented in the Shield face turn. Whatever you can say about the Shield, they were over as fuck for yeah. a long time. They stayed together a long time. I think they broke up too soon, and I don't think my opinion will ever change on that. Well, all it did was expose that Dean Ambrose sucks, and the other two are fucking head and shoulders above him. No doubt about that. All right, <laughs> so here's my card. You ready for this? Shoot it at me. Triple H faces Undertaker in a no-holds-barred match at WrestleMania. Was that the one at 17, or that was the this one at 27? This is WrestleMania 27. 10 years to the day from they, the first one. If you remember, they went through the coal mine. That was so a good spot. So let's talk a little bit about the build-up to this. You've been waiting for this one, haven't you? Nah. So around <laughs> this time, there's a, a vignette on television. There's a log cabin. There's a boot. Walking mm-hmm. around, you're nodding. You know where I'm going with this? I know. Hey, I, I was I, I was hyped. I was so the, specul- the speculation starts starts bubbling. Maybe it's Sting. I remember me and a certain AEW appearance started. A me- we went on a message board, and we made a screen name just to talk about that promo that we thought it was Sting. 
And that was all the rumors. It was supposed to be. And then it was a countdown to one Raw, and then out comes Taker. And the big Undertaker symbol comes down, and then Triple H's music hits before Taker could say a word, and he comes to the ring, and they have a stare-off. They say nothing, and that sets itself. I thought they that was They say it was to supposed it. to be... I don't even want to get there yet. They say it was supposed to be Sting? Mm-hmm. 100%? Yeah, Sting said it too. They said it fell through. You know what the real swerve they is? They started an angle before they even knew the finish because they knew they could just plug Taker in. Well, like, it was supposed su- to be Sting and Taker. It was supposed to be Sting and what Hunter. That, that was the you, swerve. What do they tell you about Triple H, that he was the he was the backup? Yeah. Well, look, I think it still says something about Triple H that that's who he wanted to work with that year, number one. I think he looked around at the roster and said... No, because it was coming off the, those two huge matches with Sean, so it was the natural. Next. It made a good storyline. Look, sure. they had a four-year story out of that shit, and was sure. it a little bit milked? I mean, I guess, but I love the build to that match. You hate it. I personally love it. Hunter comes out. They don't say anything. I don't have to hear. Well, I'm the game, uh, and I don't have to hear on the other end. Well, you will rest in peace. <laughs> no, fuck that. Look at the fucking sign. It's on. It, I loved it. Here's the problem. It offends me. That he thinks he's big enough to do that type of a oh, moment with the Undertaker. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Who else is at that time? Cena who's Nobody. busy? Sting. Sting points the bat at, at the what sign. What the fuck that that, that, oh, That's okay. what they had. And then he, then they just changed it. He oh, because it's the there. Bat. Imagine we'll that just, moment. Because oh, it's their fault. Hey, I have goosebumps already just thinking about it. Oh, too. <laughs> it's his fault. Oh, it's their fault that fucking Steve, sunglasses Steve, <laughs> didn't want to put down the clown makeup and leave Dixie. That's his fault? Oh. No, they capitalized imagine on that. it. Or, oh, imagine that. Imagine no the queen had fucking balls. <laughs> she nope. became. He was afraid to go in the WWE because he knew he would never succeed as much as he did in all the companies. That's and why he was fucking afraid to fu- go there. Oh, he was afraid that. And he then would he go went there as a battered old man, and then got shocked that they made him job to somebody. Mm, looked, Tough fucking tits. He looks better in AEW than he did in he WWE. He was afraid. Oh, stop it! Are you kidding me? He, he looks was- like a log of shit. He's wearing a long sleeve T-shirt. His fucking hairlines by the back of his head. Go fuck yourself. He was so afraid that when he got to WWE they would have him job to some fucking loser and then have him job again and then have some idiot drop him on his neck and hurt him and what the fuck happened Everything what do you think's gonna happen at the butt show oh my god get over it he was never in there he was in there for a short time no one gives a fuck move on All enough I... of sting but let's talk about this match the Islanders just won who cares? Oh, just FYI. Overtime. WrestleMania 27 was overall a pretty shitty mania. I think we can all yes, agree. Yes, they it was, built to Roxena. It was just, they were just there for that. This match, I thought, was grossly... It's criminally overrated. It was not a great match. It was an okay match. All right, Brett. A lot of steel chair work. Uh, I, you know... Triple I knew H's how the match would go. Him. Like, that's the first time we would ever see it. The un- someone reversed Why do you hate tombstone. everything he does? Why do you hate but everything he does? I'm not even done. I like the finish. Ah. Hell's Gate, the little feeble tap that Hunter did, I liked it. I enjoyed the finish. Thought the right guy, well, he even grabbed the hammer while he was in yes. Hell's Gates because he's always great at teasing that. It was good work. Loved the finish. Didn't love the match. Didn't love the build. Loved what it led to the following year. And maybe one day we'll pull that fucking card. I got the, one uh, Hell in a Cell? The three-man play. I got one That was Being there was something. My God. It was a play. It was. That short, that sweet chin music, you fucking Oh, it gotcha. It gotcha. I was hyped. I jumped out. I said, it's going to happen. Fuck him. 
Anyway, I had an update here from one of our good friends, Sweets. He listened to a certain podcast I won't give the airtime to because fuck them, Barstool's big enough. But Tony Khan was talking to Big Cat. And they told him that he needs to start taking steroids like Vince does so you know he could go out and actually be involved with these feuds. Quote, unquote, from Tony Khan. I would never write myself into the story. I just wanted to give you that one, kayfabe. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give it to him. Look at you. That vein's popping. Unleash. No, I can't. They know what they've done. They know what they've done. They know. He's not going to write himself into a story. But he already live is. Live on Dynamite. Live on he Dynamite. He is. Live on Dynamite. Then he fucking says, I'm not going to be on Dynamite. I'm going to be on the YouTube shows. Give me a break. Then he's on Impact cutting promos. Somebody I know that um, watched Impact recently. Who the fuck watches Impact? So, so, <laughs> yeah, somebody really. texted me, and they said, I, I'm watching Impact, and I'm watching AEW. And they said, how is this asshole on Impact? What do you do? And I said, well, they have a partnership. But he's cutting commercials on Impact. He's an asshole, this fucking guy. I can't with him. Hey, guys, we need to keep this company going. How do we do it? Oh, let him be a character. Let him get uh, his jollies being on TV. Yeah, that's great. He got his jollies. Hey, he was Tony, on YouTube. you know what we should do? You should be on television. Go yell at Kenny on TV. They're Tell him it's live this, on Dynamite. They're money oh. marking him just for everybody to see. The for whole, everyone to see. It, oh. it's, it's insane. It really is insane. And the, and his fans are just, they love TK. They're eating it up. Give me TK. a fucking break. <laughs> There was something where the guy said, I never felt more at home than I did here. That's the most. Yes, yes, I'm an AEW stan. Like, this is a person who would tweet this. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's the same it's people. It's there's the same... a bunch of Twitter people. Hold that, on, hold on. There's it's, a, bu- it, a bunch this... of bad ones. It's... Singing Jericho's song. Uh, it, this is the most fun I've ever on. had a let's, show. Let's dissect now. What's the weakest type of AEW fan? We'll go through them right now, right? Number one for say, me. No, no, no. The number one weakest, I hate to say it. With all due respect, forgive me. The I still miss Brody Lee. Yes. Fan. Yes. Number one. one. Every day. Every day. There's no. Listen. <laughs> listen, guys. I know. It sucks. Owen Hart. Eddie Guerrero. Chris Benoit. And they later not Chris Benoit. I know. It sucks. You're hurt. It's the guy you saw on TV. He's not fucking related to you. It's not your uncle. Stop writing about him every fucking day. It's fucking ridiculous. I Move just, on. I Get just, a life. And then it's the ones I that with the sun too. I just, oh, the sun is negative ridiculous. One. Negative one. We negative love one. negative they're one. They're exploiting a fucking child on TV for money. That's I, what they're fucking yeah, doing. I, I, I don't. I don't necessarily agree. What? Well, because the kid's happy with I it. Don't, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. They put him on YouTube. That's fine. But it, did you hear they took him off TV because his mother said his grades were down? Yeah, I seen that. Good. That's, good I mean, parenting. Yeah. No, good I just, for you. No, but it's that's like, the fucking story, imagine you start pushing him or some you. shit and you give him a belt. And, oh, fuck. He's grounded. Take he, him off TV. The kid wants to wrestle. His dad passed away young. That's fine. Give him, you know, look, what they're doing to, for look, the family is. Sad. Did the WWE have Eddie Guerrero's kids wrestling the next week? No, they had her wrestle. Yeah, they hired her and they hired his yeah, wife. Yeah, they hired her and they developed her behind the fucking and scenes. And she never got on camera. All right, sadly. But and why are you Vicky exploiting was, the fucking kid every Vicky week? Vicky was. Vicky was exploited. Ray. Oh, gone, hold, on, Ray. hold on a second. As we all now see with Vicky and AEW, Vicky likes being exploited for money. I, so I don't want to hear not shit. I'm disagreeing, but I mean, they exploited Eddie's death 100%. Of course they did. They made Rey Mysterio a fucking champion. So I'm not going to say that it's... I mean, they probably don't did a little more... The, don't use the fucking kid every week because then these weak I fucking agree. psychotic I fans are going to tell me about how I Negative agree. One should be the TNT champion and yes. about how fucking yes. Anna Jay is this. Yes. I'm sick of listening yes. to it. They're fucking psychopaths. 
They're fucking lunatics. They're the same people who try to say Kenny Omega is better than Roman Reigns because of ring quality. He can't cut a fucking promo. He sounds like he's going to fucking shit himself. Fuck them. Enough. Enough of this stupid fucking company. Yeah, it's, they book everything half-assed backwards. And the WWE, you keep putting fucking Alexa Bliss on, I'm going to fucking cancel you too. And, and people, and it's not like we defend the WWE because we really don't. It's not even that. It's just that... It, the we could tolerate a lot it. more from Vinnie Mac than we can from this scrawny fucking because Rick Moranis we'll, asshole. Well, look at the Inner Circle and Pinnacle feud. Booked half-ass back. Uh, totally backwards. They did a, a fucking war games. They did a stadium stampede, got the other team a win. And, and now they're doing singles feud. Now they're doing Insane. MMA matches. Insane. It they, was almost as if they booked it in exact opposite order. How do we do something different, Jeff Jarrett? Well, fuck it. We're going to climb the ladder and put the belt on top. This is what this is. This is reinventing the wheel, but fucking it up all the same. I've had enough of these fucking comments. And Cody's been feuding with QT Marshall. Oh, don't he even. beat him, and now he's feuding with him again. After beating his protege, it's just... They bring in Brock Anderson's kid because that's what he needs. Bro. It's, like when, it's like when Cena brought in a rock to beat Miz and Moore. Gentlemen, and Miz and gentlemen, Truth. gentlemen. Are we insulting the AEW fan base here? So you said the worst type of AEW fan. Yes. The uh, people who still, not that many people were Brody Lee fans. Well, there's, there's two it, of them. They, they there's two of them in that. that. There's so the ones that post. The there's the ones that post every day about them. And then there's the one who's have their fucking name as hashtag RIP Brody Lee. Fuck off. You're an idiot. Next ones, anyone who sets their profile picture to a fucking mid-card wrestler in AEW, and that includes Kenny Omega. They make it Kenny Omega, they make it Christian like they ever gave a fuck about Captain Charisma. The only guy I know that gave a fuck about this guy when he was getting his ass kicked by Randy Orton every week is yep. sitting across from me. I cried. His profile picture should be fucking Christian, not you losers. I almost cried too. That was shitty fucking booking. Yeah. Well, the big show fans, oh, don't call him that. His name is Paul White. Fuck you. They're weak. Specifically, the worst type of AEW fan is the ones who will say, well, you don't say the same shit about the WWE. That's because they fucking try. I, I, Production. What we do. Production is key. It, it, for sure, it's key. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And the TK, someone, the someone, TK love is, someone, the TK love is need to go. Someone tweeted today, the Young Bucks are the, the long, the, the longest reigning AEW tag team champions. Shocking. How many were there? Two? Two. Two. And they both had oh. long And they both days. had 200 plus day reigns. And Omega and Hangman won them. So one executive vice president dropped it to the two <laughs> other executive vice presidents. And now they're fucking the longest reigning. They don't lose. They're fucking, oh God. I don't Fuck them. Yeah. I just had enough. This was bullshit. And now they, everyone's like, oh, well, you don't get it. Why would uh, we not give them? <laughs> why would we give Omega and, and the Young Bucks titles five years past their prime? Let's give it to them now. Fuck you. And then. Uh, who, <laughs> I can't. I love it. He's unleashed, folks. We finally got it out of him. We finally had a fucking vein. He can't what about take people? It anymore. You know what? There's a third one, K-Fabe, I came up with. Because it's, it's, I mean, I could watch it. I could watch I can say they've had good matches because they had. And they have good wrestlers because they do. But it, some of the shit just makes zero sense. They ain't got nobody that's great. No. They got a lot of good. Who are they trying to tell me is great? They have a lot of good. I ain't seen nothing great since this fucking shit came they over. A, I, I think they the a, problem th is people are embracing AEW to such a degree that it's weird. That you it's have fetish. To it's fetish at this point. Like you have to fucking go on I Twitter listen, and yell I listen, at three people. I listened to my, I listened to my friend this weekend 
And, Who uh, uh, James James from uh, Louisville? And it was it was Penta, it was Penthouse, fucking Penthouse, Kingston, fucking and Kingston. somebody else versus the Young no, he, Bucks. No, he likes and, Kingston versus the Young Bucks and and somebody else. And Penta's a heel, Kingston's a face, but they're teaming up because the enemy of my enemy, my oh, some bullshit. They can't say <laughs> who's together and who's not. There's too many factions, just way too many. They have a faction of fucking job guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, it's not a bad idea. The job squad was awesome back in the day. But they admitted what they were. They were job guys. They had the shirts. Pin me, pay me. Al Snow, when he had the match with himself. And then Miro, Miro is actually, they're booking him well. Wow. Finally. Really? And then he came out this weekend and said he's upset that Kip and Penelope aren't answering his calls. So oh, now, he's gonna, he, now he's going to be in, in Penelope's corner and help her out. And he beat up the varsity blondes for no so reason. So they cucked him? Yeah. Why yeah. does he keep getting cucked in these companies? Is he into fetish shit? <laughs> what is with... So, yeah, the worst type of AEW fan. I got another one. Ones that say, I love TK. Like, they go on there every day. Tell me about what Tony Khan did. I don't give a fuck. He's a fucking billionaire. I don't know why he sits there interacting with you losers. Oh, because he likes taking your fucking money. That's the best part. These fans don't realize... Are they still in the red? Oh, they're in the red because they opened up a video game company for one video game they're going to release a year. It's genius. <sighs> Enough of them. It's a pet project. The guy is trying as best he can to make some dent in the wrestling industry. He is, and, and he has done that for sure. He's definitely Here's made my, a dent. He, all right, let's end this At with this a, moment. No, but, he, I mean, he went under in a year from now. No, how people, big was the AEW uh, dent? People were still... I'm, people so let's end you're right, and that's what has this cult-like following... Where they're, they're so embracing it. Does anyone think this is going to be around in 10 years? Is it going to last? So let's talk. It's going to have to start losing money. I'm sorry to keep interrupting, Frank. Yeah. But it's going to have to keep. It's going to have to start losing money. If it hasn't already. It's a slow bleed. And just. Yes. It's a slow fucking bleed. Look. If, you, if you're watching this and you think you're watching anything that is slow bleed to death. This is not a race toward prominence or glory. Well, this also, is, I mean, also you have these. You have show and you have Mark Henry, right? And you're using them as announcers on YouTube, which is fine. But you could also incorporate them into your weekly product that people fucking watch. Right. No one's sitting there watching these 15 YouTube matches when it's Dean Ambrose, when it's Moxie versus fucking um, Dan Barry. I saw he was on Dynamite. Who do you think? So? I, I, and I've seen Who Dan Barry. Who the fuck is Dan Barry? I've seen Dan Barry wrestle. He's a tag team guy. He's not bad at all. He's a good tag team guy. But when you see... Dan Barry versus John Moxley. You know how that match is gonna go. No one's excited. Um, I'm so excited to watch this, but you're not because you know it's gonna be six, seven minutes, and Moxley's well, gonna like win. That's like that fucking jerk off every week that goes on Twitter that blocked you. How is this episode of AEW oh. Dynamite the best God. episode of AEW Dynamite? Him and his wife. I don't oh, know who the fuck. His wife is brutal. They're too. done. Those two super fans, worst thing that ever happened to I AEW. Know they I don't shut the fuck yeah, up. They're there. They're, they're singing along with Jericho. Shit. Don't, I find it funny. Jericho doesn't do dark. Rhodes doesn't do dark. Yeah, because some people do dark. Like fucking bring. It'd be like seeing Hulk Hogan on Thunder. And I get, it I didn't get, happen. Folks. I get wrestling can be predictable. I get it. There's raw matches when like, oh, you know who's gonna win here. Uh, surprisingly, they raw didn't do that this week. They had the only time I remember a job guy, which was which was different. But I'm sorry. The only time I remember a job guy beating anybody of prominence is the one everyone remembers. The kid pinning mm, Razor, Razor Ramon. Well, and hurricane one, pin, two, three, hurricane pin the rock. That's true. But that stuff has happened, and, and you get to thrown off. It definitely throws you off. But, again, it happens on live 
you know, Raw. television on Raw on SmackDown. This you're watching this dark and stuff, and they they say it promotes storylines and shit. But you know who's winning these matches. I see all of them. These 15, 16 matches they put on. I know who's gonna win. Why does Cody fine if you want to do that? But don't say you're excited to see these matches because you're just you're not. You're just not. AEW has figured out how to gain the a support cult. of fans. There's a, a guy. There's a guy. On, there's a guy on Dark. Once WWE resorts on that, their audience is the, the they'll come to the us. Flyby fan. Yeah, well. Turn it on a little bit and then leave. And, you know, who's the average WWE fan does not go on Twitter and air their grievances. They just don't. Probably not. They, I don't think they do. I mean, even if they do, they don't to the level of these people. These people are literally psychotic. Yeah, it's weird. They, they yeah. have an obsession. There's a guy on Dark and Ele- Elevation. He's like Did a mainstay. Uh, Danny Limelight. I don't know much about him. I hear he's, he's a solid worker. But if you have this guy... Why are you going to not use him on – He he's facing, you know, top guys on the YouTube shows, and he's losing, obviously. But why not use him on Dark if you consider him that highly? You have guys like Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela who are just not – shouldn't be on television. <laughs> I, in all honesty, <laughs> Joey Janela should not – I mean, I've seen – and I've seen Joey, Joey Janela work in person. Joey Janela And he was a lot better years ago. Joey Janela was a big name. But when you keep doing death matches, what do you no, fucking Joey, expect? Joey now Janelle, he looks like fucking jellyfish. He jo- sucks. Joey Janela was a Joey Janela was a big name a few years ago, and he was a big indie guy. And then what happened? And then he signed here, and you thought he was going to be a, ma- a mainstay on the roster, and he fucking got bumped down. He disappeared exactly. Yeah. He had one match where he took his shoes off and got on thumb. He faced He's Omega. A fucking idiot. Yeah. Look, look. There's a lot of problems with this company, and this has been a nice little fun. Diversion. I don't even know how we got to this point. But we got into it. We got into it. Look, I got one hypothetical to end the show with, right? Gentlemen, and I I ask myself this all the time, with these specific five idiots being the Young Bucks, being Cody, being Omega, Mm -hmm. and being Hangman Page, I believe was the other one that went with them, right? Where they were all going the same place wherever they went. Yeah, it was Hangman. Okay. What would have done more for them? It's more of a hypothetical. Would have they been better off going to the WWE, dealing with the bullshit, some of them going to NXT, probably being Hangman, the rest of them going main roster and having to do certain things like jobs every so often? I, I don't think I, I think they would have came in hot and they would have stayed hot. My point, exactly. I was going to say I think this was a mistake. I think you took something that had a little steam and tried to put gas on it, but it somehow didn't ignite. And if you went to the WWE, they could have changed wrestling. They could have been revolutionary, just like they say they could have. I they would have think, put a fire in the ass of everybody. I don't because think I agree. I think WWE would have screwed the pooch. Not with as, Cody. As they always not do. with Cody now. Cody not with how back. Cody now looks. When Cody now come back, there's a feud with Hunter waiting, and that's one of the few I people think, I think. Well, wait he has a second. Fucking... Was there an opportunity where Cody was going to sign with? Yeah. All the rest of the guys, yes. they were all going to sign yes, as one. they all wanted the Bucks, to go to the same place. The Bucks got offered an NXT contract. For sure. Hunter right. spoke to them. I know. Uh, Omega and them. Pro- Omega was definitely on their list for sure. Omega was going main roster. Even though. after Harley hang- Race's ringing endorsement? <laughs> I don't know if they would have. If I'm them, you would have had to bring them all together and just have them go to work on somebody. They would have put them in NXT. And, and no, the, you have to, no, you, you would have had him against Styles. You have to bring them all up together. The first few young bucks cannot go on television as they are now. WWE cannot put them as they exist now 
on their television. Well, they wouldn't be the same characters. They would. No, you have to teach them entirely new. You have to undo all of the bad habits. It would take it would, mad time. They, it would never work. It would, well, he would have let if them they go all to signed it, If they all signed this once, they, they would have broken them up, or they would have been together for a brief period of time, and they would have You could have had some. You could There would have been two people that succeeded from this, yep. maybe three, because Hangman's young. Hangman could do something, and maybe Cody could have salvaged uh, well, it. No, but Cody. they had Cody, and clearly they never thought he was worth much of but a shit. But that's the thing. I think Cody bet on himself, and I think he made himself worth something. I think Cody would have came back and been a fucking main event guy. And in control, being someone else's fucking in control and not him, I think Cody would be great. I think Cody, with all the creative control in the world, is the same problem his father had, is the same problem Hunter had, same problem every fucking wrestler that has too much creative control has. He books himself too much to win, and it's unbelievable bullshit. The only feud he has to win when he comes back immediately is Hunter. Because that's the feud. You think he comes back? That's the feud. Well, one day? There's not a snowball's chance in hell. <laughs> You're going to get Cody Rhodes versus Triple H. All that would do is validate AEW's existence in the mind of WWE, which they would never fucking do. Even on not, a I'm saying, record. I was They saying, would have a match on Raw, and he would just beat him. But I'm not They would talk- hype it for a week, and he would beat him. I was talking pre-AEW existing. I was saying that's the feud for Cody to come back, and he's instantly a main eventer. And Go Hunter, after Hunter, why? Because Hunter and he him called his father the Oak. Well, no. Before that, they had the feud where Hunter was pissed off because he wasn't invited to the wedding, and then they did the whole storyline. Eventually, he did get fired, so he could do the whole thing where Hunter basically conspired to get him out of the company, and you do that as a feud. I thought it was money, but. Either way, he looked like a prepubescent boy at that time. And now he looks like a grown man, so the storyline works. But that would have been then, too. That was two years ago. If it comes back now, it will be the AEW connection, and they're not not ever going to do that. And if they do, Hunter's going to beat him. Well, beat him like a fucking sheet. (laughs) I hope he makes him bleed. I don't even know who I would root for. You have to cheer for Hunter. Either way, I'd be happy or devastated at the same time. Well, gentlemen, I think we've gone down the fucking loophole with this what one. What the fuck? How do we get on AEW? We hate that damn company. As you can see, that that conveyed some severe I, emotions it's, from K. It's not even that. I just, I just, I can't send the fan. I can't send the, fans the fan base. Are terrible. They're horrible. I Don't can't you send know the, the algorithms are getting to you? If you keep following these people, you're gonna keep following more. And more. I don't you're follow be, them. You're gonna be. They follow me. <laughs> Oh, man. What a line. Nikki Kayfabe. And if you want to follow Nikki Kayfabe, <laughs> at is. Nikki Kayfabe RCR, he is at PJ Stack RCR, and I am at High Flyer RCR, the king of bong style. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been another week with Ring Crew Radio. We gave it to you all once again, along with a little bonus ranting on AEW. Enjoy your week, folks. We'll see you for episode 49 next week.